Oh, welcome to Knights of Last Call, the podcast. Actually, do we for what's the name of this? What is the name of our podcast? Is this late night? Late night. Oh my god. We've it's actually late at it night. Is it actually night. is late at night. Wow. We haven't done it in a, in a fair bit. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to a special edition of the late night show. Uh, we haven't had one of these in a while. The studio has been massively under construction. We've been really busy with Northern Reaches, with Quest for the Frozen Flame, uh, Battle Cry Magazine, our countless live streams, oh, also real life. But oh yeah, that, that thing. We are slowly but surely making our way towards a completed studio, and we have a special guest joining us today. So as always, you know, it's Bob mm-hmm. Smith and Derek, All right? And Kaz. And joining us is Kaz, Mr. Kaz himself. <laughs> Cheers. People, welcome, people welcome know him from North Quest of the Frozen Flame. That's right, it's Thron, Thron, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Thron. Cheers so to you all. We've got the Abalor Scotch. <laughs> Cheers. 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 I sir. finished off the black label. There's only a, a mm. smidgen in there. That is so good. Uh, and people watching on the VOD, uh, they'll actually see the studio in progress. Well, it's pink, yes. but <laughs> in progress. It is in progress. <laughs> but I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm. I'm. When it's all done, it's going to be so fun to be in here, uh, playing like real live, you know, gaming again. Well, it's funny because you, you and Smith always talk about like, uh, you know, growing up. It would be so cool if later in life we were like writing and, mm. and like playing games for like a living or doing this like in what you're doing now. But then also, you like have a dungeon backdrop. Right. Right, like right. what? That's like another level yeah, of I, probably kid fandom. You know, yeah, I was never had any money as kids. So right. well, <laughs> this is a nice upgrade. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was never, I was never happy. Don't have money now. But I was yeah. never happy with any of our videos because of the backgrounds. We had weird corner shots or we, black tarps behind you know, people. Black tarps, and it was just they, they were sitting in an inky black nothingness. Or you know, your shot wasn't so bad. But I spent a lot of time trying to make sure it was okay. I know it was a lot of work. But and once you see that, you never unsee it. Right? Correct. Like it's it yeah. is there in your head. So it's like every time you watch your own. The other thing is it would skew the way the table was in our old studio. Uh, it was the same studio, but the old setup was that it skewed with the like the sound paneling that would be in the background. And so like I would think the sound paneling was leaning left or right, but it was actually straight on to like one of our players. And I was like it was throwing me off. Yeah, there's a lot of see, right? a lot of weird distortions and stuff mm-hmm. that happened. But um but yeah, it, it's gonna be great. And I think in you know, going into twenty twenty three, we're gonna be in here doing gaming, we're gonna be in here doing uh, Kill team? Uh, <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> More than likely. How's your impending divorce coming, Bob? I, Bob <laughs> Bob's, Bob's been running a series of questions in an open DM to me. He specifically told me not to answer them. Yes. Uh, but he's been running a, a series of questions to me. I just knew I didn't want to overwhelm you. So no, I'm like, let me just list the questions because I can overwhelm people. I'm very persistent. So I was like, I'll just give him a little Q&A and sure. you can answer them on your free time. We'll get there. Or when we get together. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'm hopefully we'll be playing soon. The, the starter set actually has some pretty good rules to begin. So I'm going to try those with my brother. But I figured an expert like Kaz could help me uh, maybe get a little bit more of a expertise. This is 40K Mordheim, right? Not quite. Yeah. Close, but yeah, I mean, it's like Necromunda meets Mordheim meets 40K. It, it, it uses a, yeah, I would say it's not quite, oh. but close, but not quite. Anyways, um, yeah, Bob, I'll have fun with that. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we want to do different fun things with the channel and things that we're interested in, and I, I think that you all could be interested in. Uh, but today, since we have Kaz here, uh, and we have a, a bunch of, uh, of, of course, our KOLC vets here, um, <laughs> You know, I've been thinking a lot lately. We, you know, this has come up on a couple of live streams. It came up on, you know, Roll for Combat, uh, at least today. And I think it came up on a prior episode. But Canceling the show? 
<laughs> no. Good night. One, one of the byproducts of Smith and I in the same room together is we troll Derek endlessly. So. Uh, they, they see that. This yeah. is my first real experience. To, I mean, I get it a little bit on the quest of the frozen flames. Sometimes on our Fridays. You get it on the Fridays. Right. But like in person, I think it's like amplified. Oh, 100%. Bit. There's no lag. 100%. Well, yeah, on Fridays there's a bit of lag, right? And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't hear them. And I'm just watching Derek like lean back and get all frustrated. I'm like, yes, we got him. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the things that I keep plowing on. One of the things I've, I've kind of become interested in is this idea about uh, games having a specific purpose. Games being not a jack of all trades. Not a jack of all yeah. trades. Not a Swiss mm-hmm. Army knife. Like role playing games being good at doing one thing. Okay. Or uh, maybe just a hand, small handful of things. Focused thing. Yeah, very focused yeah. thing. And I guess the question I have is, do you, you know what is the future of RPGs? Like, we're moving into 1D&D. Oh, boy. Mm. And the Dungeons & Dragons has, you know, in theory, it, it was originally designed to be this fantasy adventure game where you go into a dungeons and you fight dragons, and that's the game, and you get treasure. And just today on a Roll for Combat stream, someone was saying, I've been playing D&D for seven years, and I assume that means fifth edition. Sure. And he said, I've only ever fought one dragon, and I don't think I've ever been in a dungeon. Wow. Hmm. So the core premise of the That's game probably accurate for most people. Nowadays. So the core premise of the game itself has changed, and now uh, you know, and you go into what people expect out of a game like D anD D, and it's for it to be this one size fits all can handle everything, can do everything. Yeah, your your theater of the mind tool. It's yeah, it's it's just your generic role playing storytelling tool, and I think Pathfinder Two has a certain element of that as well. Or at least it's trying to be. At least it's trying to be. And I think I, I think it's trying not to be, right? Like uh, trying not to be anything in a way. It, it, when, um, I'm saying this poorly. It's not trying to tell you anything on what to do with it. It has no opinion about itself. Yeah, it's it, pure it, framework. Well, it, it doesn't want to take a stand. Yes, but that's how you get customers. Because the moment you say my the game, most customers. Well, sure, right? the most yeah. customers. Because the moment you say my game is about X. Mm. then the people who don't care about X go, okay, so you're very clearly telling me your game's not for me. Right. Correct. And I can go look somewhere else and I can do something else. But, you know, as we move through these and I see the way that people are playing the games, you know, Dungeons & Dragons was never really generic, but it's shifting that direction because they want everybody to be able to play it. They want everybody to do everything with it. Broaden the platform. Broaden the platform. But, and this is why I'm, you know, glad Bob's here as well, as well as for people who aren't as engaged. You know, randomly, just totally randomly here for people uh, watching on the video, our patrons, you know, you can see there's just a random smattering of books out here on the table. Root, the RPG, Dungeon World, Thirsty Sword Lesbians, and buried beneath it some fourth edition D&D manuals. Kill team. It's a good analogy <laughs> for our, our channel. <laughs> it is a good analogy for our channel. For a lot of people, they have no interest, no ability, and maybe not even the finance, finances to be able to just say, I'm going to pick up five different RPGs to right. do five different things. I need a game that is, you know, 100% generic. I can do whatever I want to do with it. But I guess the question is, what is best for the hobby? What is best in life? You know, what what is the direction that these games yeah. should go? Is getting more people into the hobby good? Yes. If you're diluting the pool, right. is it not good enough? Correct. I mean, could, could D&D turn into a gateway drug? Right, well, that's like, what it is. Yeah, so you start with D and D, and you're ent- so it's like I'm entering into the world of uh, critical role playing. That's basically what right. I did. Exactly, 
and yeah, critical role and everything like that is an entryway for a lot of people. But then when you get in, you find a community like Knights, and then you've got a guy like Ben, and he's talking about Root or you know Dungeon World or anything like that. And and because I don't know that there is like a coherent place, at least in my experience, where I could go even online and easily understand what other RPGs are out there. I'm. That's very true. A lot of people literally don't even know that these other games are even exist. Yeah, that that's kind of what I was going to say about being a gateway is um, I think some percentage of people go from D&D to something else. But I, I think what's more likely to happen and is happening is you get, you know, we, we like to throw around 9 and 10 million people playing D&D based off of D&D Beyond's numbers, which means probably there's more people playing it. Sure. A lot of those people probably go and they do D and D as the thing, and then if whatever reason that fades out, they probably just stop playing role playing games in most cases, right? Uh, I like to compare D and D to World of Warcraft, where World of Warcraft got popular mainstream, right? Right, and then they had how many monthly subs? Thirty million or something? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but it was extremely high. It, it became a popular thing the way D and D is popular today, right? Mainstream, mainstream, yeah, definitely hit mainstream. And a lot of those people went on to play other MMOs when they got tired of WoW or whatever. But a lot of people also were just like, okay, well, if I'm not going to play WoW, I'm just I'm not going to do this. Nothing else scratches that itch. Yeah, I just, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in EverQuest, right? I don't care. I was just having fun with WoW because that was giving me fun, and now I'm going to go do something else. I'm going to go watch reality but, TV But does that mean that WoW was a bad game because it's popular? It's more of a commentary on just because there's a lot of people there doesn't mean that all those people are going to turn into diehard fans, right? Like, like we are weird in that, in that we like gaming. Like our hobby isn't D and D. It's not even role playing. It's gaming. That's mm-hmm. fair. Okay. I mean, Bob's sitting here with Kill, Kill Team. Team. I mean, <laughs> I, I like and I love board games. Right. Like, right. Sure. Board games are board games, video games is where I started. I started watching Critical yeah. Role. I'm like, oh, maybe I can do, take it up a notch, you know? And that's yeah. true for this group, right? We're, we're me out. Derek might be more into things like this than I am, and I'm more into video games than Derek is, but we are gamers, and we are fascinated and in love, to be blunt, with all kinds of different games. It always interests us, you know, and and we spend our time in that. And so we're not married to one particular game. For us, it's just one facet of a very complicated gem. And I think for other people, they come in, and they're not looking at it as a hobby. They're not looking at it as, you know, oh, hey, now I'm part of the RPG club. You know, they're like... No, I'm playing D and D, and it's fun. And I get together Friday night. We have some. Yeah, but beers. if you convert ten percent of those people to like, is that a good thing? Like, if you get uh, uh, ten more million people to play D and D, but like ten percent of those all of a sudden want to go try other things, is that a net positive? Well, uh, in, I mean, in general, I think so. I guess what's the negative? Well, that's my Do point. We not well, want people to play other things. <laughs> well, like, well, I mean, I guess the question is. So then you need someone like a D and D to be broad to bring people into correct yeah. to get into other uh, things. Yeah. So maybe the question then should be. Can a, can a can an RPG or I guess a game be both popular and good? Um, I, yeah, I don't. I'm see sure why not. it is good to the person that. I mean, good like from. A, I don't know about uh, how is how is a popular game not inherently good? Well, the idea being that, like we were saying before, that when you're making a game that is designed to be. The, the least, yeah, most consumable, the least objectionable, mm-hmm. the the smoothest, the easiest to get into. I'm assuming that that you know comes into at the cost or expense 
of the the quality and the depth of the gameplay. Maybe I don't know. That's why it's a question. I, like I wouldn't say like, like could D and D be the world's most popular right now? They, the tagline is the world's greatest role playing game. Sure, and people like in OSR, Reddit's, and stuff will say the, the world's world, oldest, the world, the, or they'll <laughs> say the world's most popular. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's the greatest. Right? Is it possible that Dungeons and Dragons, maybe not Sixth Edition, although they're not calling it that, but is it possible that Dungeons and Dragons Sixth Edition or Seventh Edition, it's like PF two, right? could be both the greatest role playing game and the most popular? Or is being a great role Those specifically, or is the concept possible? Sure, the concept. I think the concept's possible. All right, what about D&D specifically? I have doubts. And, and, and not because I'm trying to be a hipster or anything like that. I just, I look at how Crawford and his team are, are approaching this design phase, and I have doubts about it. And it's particularly apparent when, you know, because no secret, right? You know, I spent a lot of time recently reading the dragons and, and the old design docs for fourth edition, and they did an amazing job of cataloging their thoughts and their approaches and the reasons they did things right. And as someone you know who does product development, I right. really appreciate that kind of thought, right? Because they're explaining, hey, this is why we made these decisions. This is what we were worried about. This is what we were thinking about. This is what we we're trying to fix. And you know, you don't have that as much on the fifth edition side because they're not doing that stuff, but. You can see everything, right or wrong. Say what you will about fourth edition. You can clearly see why they were doing the things that they're doing, and they explain it to you, down to annotating lines in the feet of why they thought that was important. It's awesome. Very thoughtful process. And I don't see that in the new version, and, and particularly with the play tests so far. And it's early, so who knows what's going to happen. But it looks a lot more like we don't really have an idea we're almost trying to crowdsource our design a little bit. I see the crowdsourcing. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to throw things out there and we're going to do it under the guise of, oh, it's iterative. We're just going to throw all these concepts, but there's no structure behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see what people see. And here's the problem. You're, you know, you're, you're designing, it's like if you design an animal by committee, you get the platypus, right? <laughs> and my concern is that. I, it's well, not no, going to be a great game no. because they're not doing their job as game designers. Where That is a great point. Fourth edition was like, listen, we're game designers, and what we want to give you is a designed game right. so that you can play and have hey, fun. But who gets to make the call whether it's great? Like if 51% of people that you, all Bob, play— define great. <laughs> well, my point, that's Revenue, my point. Yeah. If 50, well, claim. Well, my point being is like if 51% of, the, of all RPGers mm. think that D&D is good, then it's good. They, they have the majority. Well, okay, but uh, well, actually we have two games on the table. Thirsty Sword Lesbians and Root. Yes. Uh, the, Both which won an award recently. They, we, You're looking at the first place and the second place winner for the any game of the war, of the year. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking so, about ice cream, right? D&D is vanilla. And it seems like that is what they're trying to— I think to, D&D is ice cream. Well, there's <laughs> no flavor. That's what D&D wants. Right. Yeah. They, well, they want to be all ice creams, but like right now— No, like, no hey, Bob, that's 100% right. We're, yeah. we're, doing the, we're doing the base, right? You can build off of vanilla however you want. Uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is Rocky Road, just the color of the, the book there. Uh, and Root here is, I don't know. Um, mint. It's yeah, green. I was thinking mint. Well, yeah, no, mint. But, but, right? So it's, it's at what point is the opinion of goodness, like somebody may I mean, just really like cheese pizza or vanilla. Maybe I'm hungry. <laughs> cheese pizza or vanilla ice cream. Yes, and you know is, what I mean? No, no, that's 100% entirely possible. And I get the idea of the, the non-objectionable role-playing game being appealing to certain people. What I'm saying is I believe in 
objective, not subjective, objective quality to things. I think that critics exist. I think that sure. experts, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, Derek says, okay, fine. It's Forget. like your Rotten Tomatoes claim that tells me all these movies that I think are good <laughs> or bad. That's correct. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, Derek's making a good point though. Those are per- in theory. I mean, now I mean, right? Like, it's not that it's not that Derek decided that that game won an right. award. A right? Officially trained critic. There is sure. a, a panel of people yeah. who got together who are veterans of the industry, people who know this stuff, who said this is the best. When do you become it's a, a it's veteran like a wine of the industry? Right, like it, exactly, it's a wine snob, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't enjoy a cheap wine right. that you know that a, a you know a sommelier would turn their nose up at. Sure, but it does mean that. But don't don't, and that's fine. And I don't. I think even the sommelier would say, enjoy your wine. Right, but I don't. But I also think they would say, but don't don't try to say that 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 wine is better than and, that wine. And to be fair, <laughs> I, you know, I'm says the people shameful. by the way drinking really expensive scotch. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, right, right. But this <laughs> is <an> example. <laughs> Slowly, we'll, we'll, anyways, we'll drink some some. You know, fancy scotch, and then I've also just crushed a box of wine before. Like, yeah, a little Franzia, a little bag, bag of wine. what you're in the mood for, right? I, yeah. Sometimes I'm in the mood for self-hurt. <laughs> That's when you pay. I'm in the mood for Aldi wine because of the price on that bottle. <laughs> now, see, Aldi wine's a great <laughs> Aldi wine's good. Though. How much do you guys know about Aldi wine? Legit, it's like four four dollars a bottle. Aldi's is like um, I'm trying to think of now. It, it's uh, it's it's owned by the people who make Trader Joe's. It's like a, a discount food joint. Kind of like a discount store. It's okay. like one a healthier alternative to like uh, Whole Foods, but it's like cheap. It's right. Like, so it's not like a shop and save or whatever where if okay. you walk in, someone steals your kidney. But like it's it's like a fancy. It's like middle class. You know what it is? It's the target of um, cheap grocery stores. It's not the Walmart. Okay. But it's actually okay. one of the healthier ones around. Also healthy. So they yeah, have off brands of everything. It's yep. their own brands. Okay. Right. So okay. instead of uh, uh, Angry Orchard, it is um, Upset Field. No, uh, because <laughs> that's pretty good. That, that would be Aldi. <laughs> pretty good. Aldi wine. Okay. Hey, but here's the thing: they all really taste good. So like Winking Owl. That's the the brand of wine I like yep. from Aldi. Winking Owl. Yep. It's, good okay. it's really good. It tastes okay. like a thirty dollar bottle of wine. It's like five. Yep. Like, yeah. You know. So that is. The free indie RPG that's on, <laughs> on right. itch.io. Sure. That is incredible and amazing, and you paid nothing for yeah. it. Yeah. Umbra. You know, I paid or, $1.99. Yeah, for or, or, or pay pay whatever you want. Right. Yeah. The pay what you will. That's what that is, right? Yeah. I, I guess I guess what it just comes down to is it's like I see that the industry is growing and I see that more and more people are playing role. And and we see this in our Patreon, where people come in and and to their credit. You know, they've had very limited limited experience. They've played D and D most of their life. Yep. Maybe some various editions. Maybe just fifth. They've played Pathfinder one, Pathfinder two, and they come in, maybe not even expecting to play anything else. And what I see, for the most part, time and time again, people play these games and they go, "This this was better." Yeah. They say this was I'm, a better I'm experience. Al- I'm always trying to find what Bob likes. So I played D and D because I was like, "That seems pretty." That's interesting. a great question, Bob. What does Bob? What, what does Bob? That's like? what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Yeah. And exactly. I started playing D and D. I was like, "This is pretty fun," but it's missing some level. I don't know what it is because I, I don't know enough. It's missing the chocolate chips. I'm going to well, see if I can skip you ahead in your journey a little bit. Yeah. You know what Bob likes? What depends on Bob's mood that day. Uh, fair enough. No, it's true. And yeah. this is this is something Derek and I struggled with recently. Not struggled with, mm-hmm. but maybe even overcame. No, you I'm know. probably still stuck around. Oh, I, I mean, we acknowledge <laughs> it, right? Like, like there was a point where and and. 
you know, our RPG career where we looked for the Jesus RPGs, right? Yeah. The one RPG to rule them all. Correct. Right? This game yeah, has which to Which one everything. is that? Right. It's got an easy to understand rule set for everything. Literally everything. And by the way, it changes depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, just flawlessly. Right. Uh, and as you know, we've gotten older, you know, we've recognized that's ridiculous, right? And you know, we've recognized that just shoving other games into other games is also ridiculous, right? Because that was the common thing it was like, okay, I acknowledge I'm not going to find this game, so I'm going to take this game and I'm going to mix it with that game and I'm going to do that. Well, that's game. what I don't like, right? Because that's what D is trying to do, right? It's like, well, I kind of want to play like a no, this, this I want to play like a uh, a campaign that's in the city and we're going to do politics. Oh, we'll put that in there. Like, we'll do all that in this game, and then you can have everything you want. Mm. But I'm like, where's the game that I want? Well, Dean, Dean I don't think where's the crunchy, boardy like game? That's what I'm, I'm wondering, you know, because I'm not, not too good at role playing. We're talking about, like, <laughs> if you take L5R, right? Yes. And then we go, look right. at this social system and honor and all that stuff, right? Like, you've played it. Yes. And you're like, okay, yeah. You know, you may have had anxiety about that, but you <laughs> probably respect that system. Um, you take that, and then let's go, oh, that's awesome. And then what people do, they make this mistake is they go, cool. I'm going to put that in Pathfinder 2. Yeah, I, sure. don't, I don't like that. And to be fair, I mean, and, and I can't fault anyone who's doing that today. And, and what, I'm, what I'm really talking about is game hacking. Yeah. Okay. And I appreciate there's a long lost, there's a, there's a beautiful art to game hacking. Of course. And we have done it. We are sitting in front of some amazing hacks of games. That That is actually 100% true. Dungeon World is a hack of Apocalypse World. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And no. all of these, uh, Thirsty Sword, Lesbian, and the Root are hacks of the games that came after Dungeon World. Right. So they're all just generational hacks. But, you know, there's this desire to just shove mechanics into games. Make a turducken. Make a turducken yep. of a game. The platypus. And <laughs> that can work sometimes. I think there are mechanics which go in smoother than others. But I think the most, the biggest part, because people still want the one true RPG, yeah. it'll do everything they want it to do. But... My sort of journey has been towards saying, I'd rather have the role-playing game that's really good at what it does do. Right. For the mood you're in. And play that for that experience. And yeah. if I want a different experience, I'll go play a different game. Right. Yeah, you're answering your question, Bob. You should find multiple games for all the things okay, you like. But, that's a good point. But there are logistical problems with that. Number one. My mood changes doesn't mean everybody else's mood changes, mm -hmm. and these are social games. Right. If you show if you show up on a Friday after three weeks of playing Legend of the Five Rings, and your GM goes, "It's Car Wars Day," <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know what Car Wars is. Is that a sound? Sounds fun because your players don't either. <laughs> I thought this was like uh, uh, Smith's. Uh, uh, Fast and Furious game that no. you made in yeah, right. no. uh, 60 seconds. That's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, RPG in 60 seconds. Um, but no, like... That can be very you know, very problematic. Two, most role-playing games, I firmly believe, I have never been a big fan of the one-shot. Agreed. Oh, I love one-shots. I know. Because, I love one-shots. Because shots. you also love horrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> but the one-shot lets me get that little bit of You get that dopamine that. hit. Yeah, I get to, I get to play D&D &D without committing myself to something. Bob wants a five-minute game so you can go back to doing chores. So he, here's Which, why I want Kill Team instead of Warhammer 40K. Sure. Yeah. I get the 30-minute version instead of the four-hour version. <laughs> Which you say so you can go back to doing chores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. So I, I, here, I will say this. I will say this. There are games that I think are very good, in fact, dare I say, designed for one-shots because there's, there's not a lot of depth to the system. Right. Dread is a great Dread. example. It's literally designed, to, you know, half of you will die. It's a Jenga tower. You pull a block. Oh. 
and that's it. That's the mechanic. There's no experience. There's no advancement. There's no well, thing. I think I like one shots because I like board games. You sit down and you play one time and then you put it away. But but consider the board. That's a great example. Yeah. This is the problem I have as someone who owns a lot of board games. Mm-hmm. I want to play a bunch of different board games. So someone comes over to my house have to haul them all out. and I pull out my board game and I teach everybody how to play Caverna or something. And it takes, you know, an hour or two yeah. hours. And then we play Caverna and everyone's like, that was a lot of fun. And then they come over the next week and I go, okay, today we're going to learn how to play Twilight uh, or Twilight Imperium. <laughs> oh, and they go, I don't want to keep learning. Yeah, how I don't to play. have so much bandwidth. I don't want to keep learning to play a new game each week. I want to stick with something and really get a chance right. to actually, you know. Do well. Savor the flavor. Yeah, because you, you play that first game and you're still basically learning. And so, like, you're going to make a bunch of stupid mistakes. And That's why you play the, Seven Wonders. The, <laughs> Ticket to Ride. Right. You could, uh, you, could do solitaire. A, you could do a different route this time, <laughs> different way to play the same game. My wife asked the other day if we should buy a Ticket to Ride. I said, it's a great no. game. Fantastic game. I, I, you, can have you, my, you can have my copy. I already have a copy. <laughs> yeah. I have all the, the intro Get into the board game hobby, which is fine. Seven I mean, Wonders, uh, Ticket to Ride. Yeah, I mean, Ticket to Ride is is one of the gateway games. I just don't particularly love it. But I guess my point is, I don't really like the one shots. I never have. Um, I don't mind smaller scale games, and but there are game systems that are more designed for that. But if you look at a game system that, like, you know, I see people who play these one shots of like very complex games, and I go, what kind of value are you getting out of that experience? Mm-hmm. Like, it can't have well, been much of When you any- say, like, complex game, you're talking about, like, PF2? Yeah, sure, PF2. But you can play multiple one-shots. So you can play different characters each time. But isn't... So what, you're still but learning But PF2. isn't a part of role-playing game, especially PF2, especially, advancement and, your character. and character and level and choosing things? That's why and- I play one-shots of D&D and <laughs> instead of PF2. <laughs> right. I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is I feel like that, for the most part, people, when they play a game... They want to stick with it. But do three shots like exist? Like I would, okay, I like one shots because there aren't three shots. Like give me a, I would prefer like the mid ground. Like, I, suppose, I don't want to well, no, campaign. You don't, you don't you give three th- shots. You, you just play yeah. it three times. <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent to a three shot, which does not exist, but the equivalent to that would be doing, we're going to play one adventure. Yeah. Like our Book live stream. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah our, our stream knows 10. Well, but that's because we only play for losing power. Well, we well, all, all, well still no. three hours is a pretty good amount. <laughs> yeah, Imagine no, one adventure; it's ten sessions. No, I mean, for starters, I think the common most people play four to five hours. But still, that's true. We play thirty hours. hours, right? So that'd be six sessions. So six, uh, so six shots. Yeah, I mean that's you know. Bad. Um, and I also think that those eight, that those, those adventures are pretty long. Fair enough. You know, I think that. Um, yeah, how long was our um, B two adventure? Was that that was ten sessions? Wasn't it? It was. But, you know, I, I think it depends on what it is that you're doing and how often you're playing and how focused you are and, you know, but all these other things. But I mean, all my things are beer and pretzel league. Right. So it's like, yeah, we play three shot. That's about it. Right. I guess I, I guess for me, it's like, oh, we'll change games all the time. But it's like, OK, but that's not practical, I think, in the role playing game. Like in a video game, when you're playing by yourself and I've got my Steam account and I don't have many games in my right. Steam account. Right. But if you might have 50 games in your Steam account, right? Or 500 games <laughs> in your Steam account. <laughs> yeah, it's probably uh, a sweet summer <laughs> I have like three. OK. I have like five in my Steam account. I have account. less than you. OK. But my point is, it's like you could go. Oh, I feel like playing this game today. Yep. Oh, I feel like playing this yep. game. You can't really do that with role-playing games. Which is probably why if Ben was here, he'd say, well, the answer is obviously just play, play more games at the same six, time. Yeah, play six <laughs> games a week. I mean, the, it is a thing. I mean, that's kind of what I would like to do. I would, If you told me, Derek, you were like, uh, yeah, next Friday, Baba, I was thinking about playing uh, Dungeon World. I'd be like, sounds good. Or does not sound good. Like, I might or might not come, but that's when having a good group of friends. Depends on how many chores you got to do. It depends. 
Yeah. Well, I will say this, and not I have mean, to like relearn L five R. Not to really get off topic, but you know the topic is kind of we generic, anyways. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the topic is Cass is in town. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Oh, oh Cass. Hi guys. Nice to see I you. uh, <laughs> I said before. I think I said this when we played Abomination Vault. I said, "This is great." I don't think I'm ever doing a 20 level D and D campaign again. Like, in I don't my know life. if that was when, but you have said that. Right. Um, but we should go back to playing abomination vaults. Well, okay. That would not to get off topic. But my point <laughs> is, it's like, now we are coming up in dark winter. Okay, actually, now we are coming up on dark the end. We are coming up on the end of, uh, this adventure. Mm-hmm. You yes. guys are going to be fourth. And this is about, this is quest for the frozen flame, which is the same as abomination vaults. in that it goes from one to 10. Right? Yep. And now I'm like, oh, one to 10 is too long. I, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to play a game for more than ten sessions. Is it? Is it? Is it because of us? No. <laughs> you could tell us. There's no question. Uh, it's, it's, it's an honest question. question. I brought you here to tell you that. Let me, no let, more. <laughs> let me let me put it this way. Um, when we played Dark of Winter, which was a Pathfinder Two campaign, that, that, that was a long. That played. No, it wasn't. It wasn't though because we accelerated. I we did like thirteen sessions. Right. So three more than ten. It, it felt like that a lot. That's Derek's point. I had a game. Okay. I, I, I've been in a game that has run over the course of about ten years. Wow. And with regular play, and not like you know, not like how it is sometimes. Hey, where did you like, guys oh. convert uh, systems like three times? We went. We went from third edition to three five to Pathfinder, um, and it that that was a ten. I'll call it about a ten year game. That's too much. Um, the, and that uh, was the way a that lot was, of people played that. I'm not going to be friends with you guys very in 10 years. <laughs> so I don't know what, you know what the do. problem is, I think, with you, Bob. And, and this is, and Cass, Cass can correct me here because he, he did this, right? Uh-oh. You, Bob, want to get to the end and beat it. With yeah, so Cass, give me three shots. Was just like the ongoing adventures of your necromancer. Well, and we were a group of friends. Yes. Right. And so there was no end for me. Right. What if your experience. whole group of friends wants the end? Was, then, then, so that's exactly. I think that's exactly the point that I was going to make. Is what are you trying to accomplish with your game system true. or with your game session? Because if you're trying to get to a, if you're trying to get a specific experience, I would garner that something like root is going to be like. If you're looking for a root experience, D and D is obviously not right for you. But D and D probably isn't trying to be root. Um, short of the Tortolan. That I, that I made. Oh. <laughs> a turtle for turtle people race. Oh, I was like, I have no idea what's um, going on. I get what you're saying. See what I'm saying there? And, you know, I definitely get it because again, um, totally awesome. Uh, that was a character's name. I, I would say, I, I remember the name. I, I think the longest campaign we've ever run is probably close to three years, maybe. Yeah, that was probably Dragon Stealth. Yeah, I, I think what it comes down to is, um, you know, we did. Uh, Quest for the Frozen Flames coming up. We had our 10th, 10th episode. We'll have to do an 11th because of the technical difficulties. Dungeon Time Extreme, which was our fifth edition uh, campaign set in uh, B2, Keeping the Borderlands, ran 10 sessions. Or did it? Now, that felt like it didn't run 10 sessions. Oh, I was going to say, though, there was a big difference there, right? Like, Quest for the Frozen Flame, we have a goal. Get mm-hmm. to the end of the adventure. Right. I mean, and to be blunt, that's literally Dungeon Time, we want to clear out the Caves of Chaos. Nah, it's different, though. It's, it's, it's more nebulous. I mean, I guess, but that was my goal. And we drove <laughs> no, 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 no. on. I'm saying with Quest, we knew it was ten sessions. Fair. We knew it was like literally the, rails. The, the book. Rails. Yeah, the book was. Yeah, right? there was no rails for Caves of Chaos. Right. Correct. It, it ended up being right. ten sessions. Correct. It could we have chose, been five. It could have been fifteen. Yes, we yeah. chose the way we went. Right. 
but we I, had an objective based in the world, and so it didn't huh. seem tedious to us, right? That's fair. And Dark of Winter, I think, same thing, in that it got tedious because our objective was get to the end, get to level 20. Well, mm-hmm. no, specifically it was to get to the battle against the Dark Overlord well, that too, to yeah. determine whether yeah. the future whether of humanity was right. saved so that's what or you whatever. Fixate. I, I, I'm saying this because I have this problem with MMOs. I've always been terrible at grinding the levels because mm-hmm. I go, okay, end game is 80, then I'm going to fixate on 80. And that means 1 through 79 is a bear. And I'm like, I'll get to 30 and be like, oh, this is so tedious because I'm not playing the game. I'm looking at 80. That is very interesting because when I play MMOs, I don't care about the end game. In fact, usually when I get to 80, You're I done. stop playing stop my playing. character. Yeah. So the end game content doesn't matter to me. I don't raid. I never played it. So I play, you enjoy the game. I enjoy is, all the stuff leading right. up to it. What are you trying to get out of that session? Right. I'm just trying to play fun and ha- yeah. read the quests. Bob and fixates on the end, so everything in between uh, is a I nuisance. fix on getting stronger, which in, in turn means the end, because that's the strongest level you can oh. be. But I, I want to be like super strong for so the next you're thing. you're playing a third edition epic handbook, which had infinite levels. It did. I would just, I don't know if I could handle it. Well, <laughs> you just play it forever. I, don't, I would just keep it stronger. stronger. I, would, I don't know. Do you, want, do you want the existential crisis answer here, Derek? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop this on you. <laughs> Please. Aaron knows where I'm going with this because we talked about it earlier this week. I think the problem that you have is you realize you have fewer gaming sessions oh, yeah, in front yeah. of you 100%, 100%, than you do behind. Yeah. And so now you're like, I want to I want to taste everything. Absolutely. Bob definitely I, doesn't I would, think that I want every, and Bob. No, I do want to taste everything because I have ADD. I'm like, but can Bob, I just play yeah, three different games? You're not embracing your mortality. Doug no. and I are like, we're going to die soon. Yeah. Well, you're I'm trying not out. to die. Well, wait, Bob, will turn, Bob, Bob has a couple of years till 40. Then we'll, then we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk at 40. The yeah. session's brought to you by... I saw that judgment you gave Derek when he's like, oh, I tore my, my shoulder. And you're like, man, you should be deadlifting man. more. I, I mean, you're not wrong. But that's what I mean. But, but when actually, when I thought you said you tore your shoulder or turned, I was like, oh, did you ever start lifting with your new setup? I was like, no, I got fair enough, good injury. But, you know... Uh, going back to it, I think that you, maybe there's an, an element, you know, to the idea of like the sort of the never ending campaign that goes on forever. That is appealing to me. But I'm also like, I like giving games their due. And then when that story or that character or that arc or that moment is done, I'm ready to move on to the next one. How many times did people change characters in your 10 year campaign? Um, I would probably have to say. Not not very often. We carried those characters. Um, there might have been one or two character shifts throughout the entire campaign. Do they level? Like, is it just oh, infinite? Yeah. yeah. No. Well, we were playing. It was well, th- foundation in, in three five. So we were going up to twenty. So over that ten years, it took us. You know, we might gain a level every six months. Oh wow. So that's what that sounds off. That's the pace. We, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but mind the way, this was, this was. Sick. I mean, it sounds terrible. <laughs> like, because if because in six sessions, I'm literally the static character. You are, and and by the way, so this is in what, college. What, was it terrible? Uh, so so this is in college, and and we're getting snowed in. Right, so this is like the winter of '96. This is all you're doing, anyway. And this is you are sitting in one of the one of the study rooms with five of your, you know, five, six of you, and you're playing D&D for 14, 16 straight hours. Not leveling. Not leveling. What were you guys doing? I mean, I was a necromancer, so a lot of it was was uh, recycling. Uh, I was I was very eco friendly. <laughs> I was very eco friendly. Oh, I mean, like, like like did you go into dungeons? Did you kill oh, monsters? Absolutely. You know, we were very so we were very uh, focused on kingdom building. So that was one of the major things that we. And were I do doing. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that does take time. Right? Do, That's I, interesting. I, but instead of me getting stronger, build up my 
So as long as something is getting stronger. I just don't like the idea of staticness. Again, I... There's a thing about these epic campaigns. I've heard you guys tell stories that sound amazing. When I hear you tell these amazing stories, I'm like, I won't get that if I'm not playing these like long campaigns with this this epic growth and this crazy ending. But I also just don't have the patience to play like more than like a three, four, or five shot. So like, it's like I have to deal with the fact that I'm never going to get those epic campaigns because I don't have the patience to like deal with. That's this, fair. This I mean, that's long that, campaign. Yeah, I that, that's legit. But I love your guys' like crazy stories. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. They fought the dragon the 20 levels of this dungeon. I'm like. I don't know if I could show for 20 levels. I'm not trying my best, but... Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I have a hard time with it as well, too, because part of it is going back to that, uh, you know, time left, sucking the marrow out of it <laughs> when I can. But I also understand that, like, whether it's gaining a level in a D20-based game or getting an advancement and choosing a new power in a root game, I want to experience the game. Yeah. yeah. You know, I want to play the game. Fill it out. You know, I want to, yeah, I want to get a feel yeah. for it. We get, you know? we get all the pieces of this. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I want to I want to feel it and yeah. I want to, you know, I want to get a, a good taste of it. So, mm. you know, the problem is that if I'm playing a game forever and I'm gaining, you know, I'm only getting a new ability or a new level every, I don't know, five, five six weeks, it's like, now here's the thing. It, it does I guess be, as long as you're having fun. That's the thing. I mean, in theory, the game is designed to be fun to play. And if you're playing a 10-year campaign, how many other games are you playing? Also true. You know, and that's where it's like, oh, well, you can play multiple games per week. And it's like, well, that's tough to do. I don't have the time to do multiple. I could probably do two different <laughs> games per week. But, like, I would love, like, if you were telling me, like, every other Friday we're going to play two different but, systems, I would think that would well, be a lot of fun. Where I'm getting to is with this is I'd love to be able to play Dungeons and Dragons and have that be the one game mm-hmm. that I can play and be totally satisfied with it because then I get all, all everything I want because I get this long epic campaign and I get the fun and satisfaction of being constantly innovative with it. I think that's a lot of people as well. The painful part for me is realizing that's just not going to work for me. And the only thing that's going to scratch my itches is to play a bunch of different games. But if I'm going to play a bunch of different games, it means I can never go as deep as as we think, we haven't played Root yet, right? And yeah. I think we're all excited about it. But yeah. would you be interested in playing a 50, 60 oh, session Root game? I don't even know what that would mean. Like, because the game doesn't go that deep. I mean, I guess... It, I don't know, you just lost me at 50. Like, you didn't have to tell me what the game <laughs> well, it, was. It's. I mean, if you level every other session, which is pretty fast. Okay. Right? In D&D, level every other session. I would think that's session, great, yeah. Right? That's 40 sessions to get to 20. Yeah, that's too much. That's why I don't like playing that. Which long. is which is two years in and of yeah. itself. If you're playing, I'd, if ra- you're, yeah, yeah, I'd exactly. rather play like a one through three session, and then maybe like a four through six over here, and like a seven through ten over there. Like, Just not with the same character. Yes, like totally different setting, Got new it. fresh thing. Maybe even a different game. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just 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 give me a change of pace every once in a while. Like, I mean, I get that. I I, I still like long campaigns, right? I mean, again, it, it, it's on context. If you're having fun with it, right. you know, like. I don't mind it. I mean, I had a lot of fun playing uh, Dungeon Time Extreme. I just felt like and you, I, I never was bored. And you got to what, level four? Yes. Yeah. 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 But it was, I don't know. And maybe it's like you said, maybe because we didn't have a set mission. Right. And maybe the problem is I'm playing APs. That is also that's probably a huge That's problem. a huge, yeah. that is a huge. I'm not well, playing like a, with my, with my beer and pretzels league, we're just going to sit down a book that's and say, we, let's just, let's just go. Well, and how We often, don't know what's going to happen. And how often, could be fun. I don't know. And how often in the Dungeon Time Extreme was it like, you know, Derek was just like, screw it all. 
just throw numbers at each other. Throw a die. Is it a high number? Great, you win. Like we streamlined so much of the encounters. Besides and all that, I also wonder, like, if when Derek's on like stupid broken loot around, does that also make me happy? Like, you know, what it I mean? makes like, all of us happy, probably. That, but like, yeah. right? But but like, what are we? Pl- uh, we're not really playing D and D. Well, we weren't really playing. Yeah, D&D playing D&D. then. Oh. And anyone who's ever had fun with D and D does things like that. <laughs> yeah, I could. I. All right, that's all right. Actually, that's a good point because because I'm playing APs. Yeah, they don't do that in APs. Or one shots. It's very structured. That's why all those people you are, are going to do that. That could be the point. Northern Reach is a perfect example, right? Like we we let people. We let Did the those let the like nine up. people like have the best time ever? So that, that finished at the end of the session. I would like to provide context. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah. So Northern Reaches is our Knights of the Last Call Patreon community Pathfinder Two game. That's sort of a living world. Sort of mixes giant MMO. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it mixes elements of like Pathfinder Society, but with like an MMO, but with a home campaign. Yes. So it, it kind of has the best of both worlds on, or best of all three worlds. Well, you know, it's a game. We gave people a lot of latitude. We encouraged them to explore the space the way we would. And that means there were a lot of custom items, custom monsters. And by the end of the game, people had some pretty ridiculous custom items. Yep. And uh, they were very, very powerful. And uh, they, and they, they felt powerful. They felt powerful. And I think that's an interesting idea, which is, is anybody who plays strict by the book actually really having a good time? If they are, they should get therapy. <laughs> I mean, that's my I, I'm trying thing. to think of it like the problem is it's like I see the book. And I'm like that. That's a, and this goes back to Derek always saying the best the best story is the one that you tell with your friends. Yes. A lot of me, a lot of me being newer, and a lot of my friends being newer, like yeah, we ain't telling good stories. So we're going to use that great story yeah, that's already I, there. I, I think you're you're misinterpreting what he's saying because it's not like our stories are good. I'm like okay, Derek, Derek's got no, but it's your story, and his job is to get on air and tell people Fair. The story, right? right? But the truth is, is like if we went to a con and we told people our story, they wouldn't give two shits right. about it because well, whatever, nerd, I'm not in your <laughs> game. The important thing is that it's your story, correct? Right? Listen, if 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 the four of us decide to go to the sketchy part of town, right, and you know all of a sudden we're we're like getting caught up in a drug deal, and we're running away, and they take oh, a shot. We're playing blades in the dark, you know. <laughs> and, and like we get in our car and we drive away, and we're like, "Oh, that was awesome! We almost died." Sure. Like no one's gonna care. Like, you guys are morons. <laughs> no, right. I think that right? they would though, because it depends on sometimes how good of a storyteller you can okay, be. Well, Derek Derek's, told the story, Derek's a good storyteller. Everyone would sure. be enthralled, right? Yeah. And Bob told the story. They'd be like, "Are you?" They, they, would, they would have to tell us, like, why you keep tangenting in, in monotone voice the whole time? Bob, Bob and then they about tried to shoot us. All of the cool stories we tell from our crazy campaigns and the, the video clips that we've made of fighting the the, the angel and, and the, the Final Fantasy fourteen dungeon we did um, <laughs> in D anD D, the fifth edition game. That was well, your favorite, right? Oh yeah, it was very good. <laughs> um, no, I, I, you know, I think Aaron, I think Aaron's point is is a good one, um, which is that you know telling your story is is the important part, and right. you know I think that to that end, yeah, like you people have this lack of confidence in their ability to tell a story, and that the key is you're not telling a story, but you, it does have to be more than just we fought monsters out of a book. Yeah. Like there has to be that's, some sort that's of context. Exciting. And that can just be really tough for some people. Well, but. and you know this and, and, and you know this too, but like the sandbox idea is like, okay, all right, guys, I made this incredible, awesome world. What do you do? I don't know. What am I supposed to do? Right. Whatever you want. No, I don't know what I'm supposed to right. do. What do you mean? Should I go left or right, straight, forward? I have no idea what I'm doing. So it's interesting because, you know, you're talking about the broken loot, and if, if, if people are playing normal D20, they should go see therapy. Um, and, and, and enjoy <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get some comments. And, 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 and enjoying it. Oh, um, I know he listens to this. Never mind. <laughs> well, wait. But no, but let me, Sorry, ask you, let me ask you a question this, Mr. <laughs> let me ask you this, Mr. Uh, big, I'm all big up on fourth edition right now. Uh-huh. Is that true of fourth edition? 
I mean, you gave us some pretty sweet broken loot. You had loot. some very broken loot. <laughs> yeah. I believe Don's, yeah, I believe Don Bringer, Sword of Kings, might have given you an entire subclass. It was awesome. I loved it. And I like, was like, legit. like really loved it, right? Like, I loved my character and I loved it because of the stuff that he had, right? Right. And, and that was super cool for which me. Isn't, so. Which isn't to say you didn't earn it. I mean, right. you earn it as much as you can in a role playing game, but it's not like it was like, oh, you found that on the side of the road, right? You, right, no, you, yeah. you went on epic trials and, and epic. And I quest. love all the story behind it, too. It wasn't just like, here you go. I, like, I love the names of the quests. I love that Will and his epic tear had those three quest right and you had to reclaim uh the crown reclaim the throne and reclaim the sword and i was like yeah this is awesome and then when i got i mean derek derek does what derek does the silver super cool the silver throne the crown of dragons and dawnbringer the sword of kings yeah made manifest your story but if those had just been normal items would the game have been lame I wouldn't say it would be lame. And I was actually thinking about this specific thing uh, for 4E. I was like, why Why do I like 4E powers, feats, and magic items, but I don't like PF2, right? Because these games in theory are similar. And it comes to pros. And it's funny because I've been thinking a lot about pros lately and how, like, like uh, Matt, Matt Covo, like, does all this great stuff, but, like, his pros just pisses me off. So I, you mean the way he writes? The way he writes, yeah. And, and, and I was thinking there's a degree to that Pathfinder, too, and it comes down to, like, Exclusion, And what I mean by that is when you read something in fourth edition, it goes, you can now do this thing. And you're like, awesome. I couldn't do that before. Now I can. And right. that's Texas. Simple, short, and you're good. When I read something in PF2, a lot of times it's, you could do this thing in these situations, but only this. And it doesn't work in these cases. And like most of the blob in, in a feed or a spell is telling me all the things I can't do. Right. And it's it's something as silly as just the negative connotation of how it's written steals that fun away. And mm. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is just lame. Hey, give me an epic item that's epic mm. and just leave it there. Right. You know, just tell me that now I can, once a day when I die, I come back and my friends are healed. Like, okay, that's awesome. Right. right? Only on Tuesdays. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's where it loses for me. Only on Tuesdays <laughs> when the moon's high and if you're God's in favor and Carrying the GM's asleep. Perfect now, diamonds. Now, I want to keep going out on this. That's a tangent, but is, yeah. It, I'm curious. You played a campaign for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Would you say that your guys' characters were broken? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> he was a. Uh, you were the necromancer from the. I was, PhD I was a two? dread necromancer yeah. from the. Uh, uh, not the. Was it the Book of Vile Darkness? Or yes. the Libris Mortis? Might have been Libris Mortis. I know that class it, was broken it was full, as is. It was a full 20 level class dread necromancer. And I know we were broken so minions in third edition. We were broken in a lot of exactly because we had I I had a army's worth of minions that I could dominate any particular encounter we chose to go into. So then it was up to the GM, in a lot of cases, bless his soul, to craft encounters that would like deliberately nerf me. Now then it became a scenario where I, as the gamer, had to realize that I couldn't take over the, every single encounter because right. that's boring for everyone. Right. Sure, the gentleman's I mean, agreement. No one wants to play with that person, right? So then I would stop bringing two hundred skeletons and, and APMing that that shit to death. But this this is a classic description of a third edition campaign, right? Right. <laughs> right, right. And then we you know we had the dwarf cleric. Uh, who, you know, he did this dual shield thing where basically his AC was like 37. And yeah, but, and he, he could get into every combat. No axe? And he would just boom, boom, boom. Like he would. I, mean, Bob, I do like now. axes, but uh, but dual shielding does sound pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, that only thing cool expression was dual bowing. bowing. I never thought that. The only thing better than that is dual bowing. Dual <laughs> wielding bows. Dual bows. Um, all right, so broken. Okay. Fourth dual shielding does sound pretty cool edition, as a dwarf. Fourth dual edition, you like the cool thing. Is that a D&D thing? Is that part, is that part of the, the, the power fantasy? Would you want to be broken in Legend of the Five Rings? Would you want to be broken in Root? Um, Root, I got to reread. 
And I don't know. I, I got to think more about the Lord to answer that question. L5R, I wanted to be broken in a different way, right? Like I wasn't as interested in my- Right, you wanted to marry someone really important. Uh, yeah, I wanted to have like an imperial dynasty and be like a, a, a person of legend, right? right? Right, because I mean, we don't play these games to be ordinary people. Correct. Right? No. Yeah, if not, I can just live my life. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> There's that existential crisis, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's getting older. <laughs> and, I, you know, maybe that's part of it also, too. It's like, you know, there's always something about the end of a campaign that is always very, uh, I don't know. That For me, it's very rarely that the payoff of a campaign is as good as, as I want it to be. You know, I mean, you know, we see well, that, that I'm, I'm going to inject it. I, that's a you thing. You are terrible with the endings of things. Yes. You hate gonna, the endings. <laughs> I was going to well, say, this, uh, TV shows are I'm horrible. Sure. Think, there was one TV show. No, there wasn't. No, you just like the ending of Wheel of Time. That was the only time I think you actually enjoyed an ending. The ending of The Wheel of Time. That was it. Memory of Light. Yeah. A plus. Yeah. Couldn't have done it better. Everything else you everything hate. else I've hated. Like, hate it. Like as in well, it, hate it actually retroactively ruined it for you. Correct. So why, so why did you hate it? Because it ended or how it ended? How or? it ended. It didn't reach a standard. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Because it's like, you know, it's like the the culmination is never is never as satisfying as the buildup. And and I enjoy the the tension and the building up to it. And you know, a lot of these examples, um, because you know, your point about being broken or whatever in the GM. Mm-hmm. In D D games, this is a classic dilemma. And I remember being in fourth edition, playing fourth edition, and uh uh, this was, you know, 2009 or whatever. <clears throat> and the, the player characters were very powerful. And they played the game well. And, uh, you know, 4th Edition definitely had a, you know, p- power gradient between really good options and not so good options. And the players had done a really good job of choosing the really good options. And so their characters were very powerful. And they were starting to get some items that might have been a little bit, uh, you know, custom made or a little bit powerful. And I found myself in a weird situation because I said... We're playing fourth edition. This game has combat as an important part of not only this game, it's D&D, but fourth edition has this very robust tactical combat system. We spend a good amount of time on that, and the players have a lot of powers and abilities that make them do really cool things in combat. Aaron's character was a warlord. Right. Not that's cool, and there's no wars to lord, right? Like, if you're not... If you're not if you're not charging into the breach, smiting down enemy and healing your whole party, you know, you're not getting the full experience of your character, which isn't to say that there weren't other things going on in the campaign, but there was a lot of combat. But it was a joke. Their characters were so powerful. So then I felt like, okay, so I need to challenge them. Ratchet it up. And so I would ratchet it up. I would use, you know, uh... Were you not playing by the book? No, I was playing yeah. by the book. Like, <laughs> yeah. like for example, uh, like in fourth edition, auras are like they can stack if uh, if it's not like a condition. Right. Okay. So if you have an aura, it's like at the start of your turn, take ten points of damage. That's how most auras work in fourth edition. They do damage. There's no save or anything like that. Just take ten damage. So I'd take that aura and I would put it on a minion and there'd be 20 of them. And then they would just all surround somebody and that way they'd take 200 points of damage at the start of their turn, no save. Right? That's legal. Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That shit's metal. (laughs) So, you know, so I would make... This may have caused some frustration. (laughs) And and, and, that's my point. So the game was super easy. So then I made it harder. So then we were dead. So then people were upset. So then it became easy. And then people complain because it was too, too you know. So it's like, 
what are we trying to do here? When he's saying people, just for the record, he means Smith and I. <laughs> well, you weren't there for that, but um, I, honestly, and I'm sure I did. I mean, part of this is my memories being bad. There, I remember Paragon being a little rough, but for the most part, I don't remember feeling overly broken or underly weak. Right. I guess it just comes down to it's like, what is the experience at high level that people want? Because you know, this gets back to the playing the game and being high level is the point of high level to just kick ass, take names, no prisoners and just raffle stomp your way to victory because we're so badass. Yeah. in one session or <laughs> and the other session, they want a challenge or is it but, <laughs> they want both, but then I, mean, it, I think both is a very, I think they want both. It's like the end of any, any book, right? The characters just get progressively more powerful as a, any, any, or any video game that you play, right? Any final fantasy game, by the end of the game, you're doing nine, 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 nine damage. Right. And at the end of any book, you've got Gandalf has turned into Gandalf the white and he can make the sun rise right. when he and rides over the mountains. And it's like, so yes, I think part of it is this accumulation and then the ex, the expenditure of the power. Right, but if I maxed out Cloud and he's doing 9999, 40K on an Omni Slash, and I go to, uh, or a Quadra Slash, doing 90,000 on an Omni Slash, and I go and fight Sephiroth, and they just scaled him so that he's harder. Sure. What are we doing you know, here? I, I think, you know, it's it's like any GM. You got to read the room, right? And and you got to do both. And again, using the book analogy, right? Will of time. And end of the book, you get, you get Jesus Rand, right? And Be careful! I'm not there yet. Uh, Are you plug, gonna read it? Plug your ears. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go get some drink. We got leaders. We got readers. We got listeners. I'm only on book. Uh, I'm, I, I'm starting book I seven speak soon. Vaguely. I'm Spoilers. reading your R.A. Salvatore book that you told me to read. Which right one? Uh, Crystal, Crystal Shard. Crystal Shard. Hell Excellent. yeah! I just Excellent. got done with Kaz's book for the uh, white, um, oh. the Space Wolves. Yes. Uh, uh, Le- Lehman Russ. Russ. And so I just finished that, which was great. And then yeah. I just started R.A. Salvatore's Crystal Shard. And I'm very confused. It just started and it's all over the place. I don't I don't want to interrupt your interruption of him. I've interrupted you. <laughs> That's fine. Explain to me something. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Why is the Primarch mm-hmm. of the Space Wolves the name for the tank. For the tank. Not, not, why isn't it called the Rogaldarn or whatever? <laughs> Rognardorn. There is a Rogaldorn tank now okay. for the record. But, but why is the Space Wolf guy, why are the Space Vikings who ride wolves, why is the main battle tank of the Imperium named after that guy? Do you want the actual reason? Sure. Okay, because Lehman Russ was, uh, during the Great Crusade, yeah. he found the STT, STC. And so they just named it after it. As standard template construct. It's a blueprint system. Uh, uh, the created these Lehman Russ battle tanks that allowed the the, the guard it. to create So it's just them. named after because he because found Because he found the SD. Yeah, because I was reading the book and they were like, and we rode in on Lehman Russ. And I was like, what? You did what? I thought Bob's imagining him, them riding like, in on the Primark. <laughs> <laughs> Super confused. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I was going to get a drink anyway. So right. well, for our readers, right? I, I, won't, I won't go for to listen to it. Yeah. Spoiler but, yeah, alert. Whatever this is. Right? This is a book. Uh, <laughs> for those viewing the art gallery, um, all right, so a character in the story who is powerful uses the power in the story to basically decimate an army single-handedly, right? And even the way it's portrayed in the book, it's portrayed as not a big deal, right? Like in the previous book, half the book is about how are we going to hold this thing off? And the beginning intro chapter, prologue of the book, is this character showing up and going, don't worry, fam, I got it. Boom, nuking the arm and going, I need you guys to be focused on this other problem. Okay. Right? So that's an example of high level, powerful character mm-hmm. exercising their power. It's trivial. That's important because, hey, you want to feel like you've earned your power. 
Now, this same character also then has to deal with the epic threat, which mm-hmm. is hard and nearly breaks this character and blah, blah, blah. And that's yep. the climax. And so that's what I mean by both. You have, the, you know, and just to quote that, that you might remember more finally, uh, Bastion of Broken Souls. There's that scene that's specifically described as a bunch of whatever show up and like a character can just go in and solo all these giants or whatever. And it's a specific scene to make the players feel like they are yeah. powerful. And then obviously the end of that mm-hmm. adventure, it's like, oh, this is hard. Right. You know? It's funny. As you were saying that, though, I think I did have a, a moment of realization. That's why we have these podcasts. You can be part of this. Is, um, we're all learning. We're all that, learning. that very high level, super powered character is not part of my fantasy. I don't mind reading about it per mm-hmm. se, but that isn't like what I want out of a fantasy RPG. Well, I'm describing specifically like high fantasy in this book in particular, but also like fourth edition has a clear definition of what the epic tier is. Right. Like I was, I'm not saying it has to be end game. I never played at epic tier. Okay. Okay. Uh, In, in uh, fourth edition. Never fought a god. Okay. I would be totally fine ending the game at Paragon. I think that's totally fine. I think you can end the game at Heroic if you want. Sure. I think it depends on the campaign. I think for me, you don't have to get the 30. I agree. I agree. I'm saying me, Derek, I don't think playing 21 to 30 in 4th edition at that epic tier mm-hmm. or playing standard Pathfinder 15 plus holds very much interest to me. I, I would, I would, this I think, is I think, opinion. I, I think I that's would where agree epic is the, and I like epic. It's the least interesting tier to me. I just think that's where like, for me, that's where like, I'd rather be playing a superhero game. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't think that super high level over the top. I don't it, mind it sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, what I, I love Tolkien. I love I love the heroic tier. And I like I like the kingdom aspects. Right. I like, mm-hmm. you know, the Game of Thrones intrigue, right. which is Paragon for me. And for using fourth edition terms here. Right. Um, and I like how well it's defined because I know, OK, in the game at 20. Right. Don't go to 21. That's epic. That's about killing gods. Right. And I think some of the times in D20 where it gets murky, it's just harder to find that it, 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 the tier system exists. It's just weird, right? It's like seven and 11 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, okay, D&D has these weird shifts in classic D20 where now all of a sudden we're playing escaping. I, I think it's still 11th yeah. level. 11th level, by the time you're 11th level in D&D, you can cast raise dead, you can teleport. Plane shift. That's a different game. You can plane shift. Yeah. It's a very different game. And to be yeah. clear that... It sounds right. I think the original game ended at nine or ten, right? Yeah. Well, you you switched to the yeah you gained, you know, your titles. The, you take right. your titles and you became resource management. You woke up one day and there was a castle. <laughs> Here we are. Um, it's weird because I like low level D and D and Pathfinder, but then I like anime. So it's like two. Like Vin fun. loves classic like, power up. Vin's probably yeah. foaming at the mouth right now if he listens to this because he's like, "What? Epi- I would start at 20. So he, he likes playing high level PF two. Like that's yeah, what we sh- ran. I ran high level PF two with him. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. I could only do those in Vin, like Vin's bo- boss fights, one shots. Like it's the, it's the Wagyu I just beef did not D&D. really like. Yeah, I think like thirteenth level is probably about the highest I would want to go in D twenty. Pathfinder two fifth edition, like thirteenth level. I would go beyond. I just it's it's not it's not the sweet spot for right. me. I guess I just, I, yeah, not my, not my cup of tea. It's yeah. fun. I, I was, uh, I mean, you're I was sixteenth plus level for about three years. Oh. <laughs> and it's like Vin's three years of Plague Stone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I, I can't. Um, I couldn't deal with it. 
No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I, I, so, I will never get that. So we're, we're just about to pass an hour here. So mm-hmm. we're going to probably move into the wrapping up here. But, okay. But, uh, you know, as we wrap up over the next, a slow wrap up, I guess I want to ask you. Derek, uh, wrap up. We got another two hours. Well, no, I, I, I want to cover. <laughs> they say that we were looking at like books and they're like, can, can't Derek just rant about anything for four hours? I'm like, this is true. Derek could rant about anything for four hours. If you picked <laughs> any one of those books, <laughs> I could t- probably talk about it for, I could do a live stream right now. They, they've <laughs> seen you do that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, the patrons know. And by the way, if you if you're not a member of the Patreon, they are. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for some reason, you are listening to this and you're not. Join Night's Last Call on Patreon. We give people but, a referral bonus. <laughs> yes, but people. they they just know like Derek topic equals three point five hours. Yeah, I mean, they, I could even go into the detail about the conditions used in Thirsty Sword Lesbians and how I think it's a very 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 inspired design that's way better than hit points, but. I think I prefer what they did in Avatar Legends because they introduced the fatigue mechanic from Root, but they used the conditions mechanic from Thirsty Sword Lesbians, and it creates a beautiful experience. You want to hear more about that? <laughs> Join the Patreon. <laughs> um, but I, I guess uh, what I want to kind of say here is we kind of you know come into the uh, 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 sort of the ending part. Kaz, you're you're here. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, thought, well, welcome, Kaz. Welcome, yeah, Kaz. Nice to see everyone. Um, yeah. So uh, what, you know, we've been talking about your high-level campaign. We've been talking about Pathfinder 2. What would you say are you looking, you know, Bob mentioned, I know, I'm not sure that I know exactly what I want. Out of I the don't. Game. Do you? What are you looking for when you sit down to, to join a TTRPG campaign? Necromancer? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be the answer. No, well, uh, so honestly for it me. It is and, the answer. And it really, it, it, it what... What type of and I, I'm all on food analogies tonight. What type of food am I interested in tonight? Am I interested in Chinese? Am I interested in Mexican? Kind of like with Bob, sometimes I do want that beer and pretzels game. But at the end of the day, regardless of whatever is going on, and not to sound too bloody campy about it, I want to be able to, to come out of that telling a story of that night. What did we laugh about? What did we... When a, when a dice hit the table, regardless of the level that we were at, yeah. when there was that moment of tension, when the when it was rolling across the table, what like was everyone the sweat? I mean, yeah, right. And that's that's what it was. And and I think that that's where people being afraid of telling the wrong story, so they fall back on APs, you know, or, oh, or yeah, getting well it said. wrong. Well said. Don't be, because what matters is that moment, in my opinion. So for me, you know, when we're playing L5R, those moments of tension where we're like, okay, what? Am I going to kill myself? Got to talk Smith off (laughs) killing himself again. And it's not even in the workday. It's like, we're not even playing L5R. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of awkward, actually. I I just got done doing this during the workday. I got to do it in our spare time. We're back here. Uh, (laughs) You know, or if it's the beer and pretzels game, you know, I want to see Bob when he's with his barbarian get that crit and just smash a group. Like, I. Friggin' love that, and yeah. and that's what it is for me. That's what I want to see out of a out of any session, even when I'm watching a session. Yeah. That's what engages me is when when the story is being told in that moment because the now is sorry for this. The now is all we have. Sure. No, I I, I you know what? That's a great great takeaway because I'll say this for any any amount of poo pooing on D twenty that may happen. I played a lot of game systems yep. with some really cool mechanics. There. I don't think there's anything that me- ma- matches that critical die roll, everyone watching it, out of the player's hand, bounce, 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 tick, 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 ch- ch- ch, 20. Yeah. 
the 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 catharsis the catharsis that happens the the roar of energy cheering the screaming. cheering the high fives that bust out around a table when that one roll comes up as a twenty going upstairs um, afterwards I was like well I guess that was a good game right, right. Hatchet Hoff got another crit right <laughs> you know like that is a truly magical moment yeah and regardless so of so why don't you like when the virtual dice roll. <laughs> The virtual rice do that, ta, 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 and then boom, 20, crit, and everyone's excited. Got to be clear. No, I mean, listen, you're not entirely wrong. Nice, uh, dice so nice. Uh, but I do think there's something to be said about 5th edition and, and, and more, more modern games in the D20 genre. They, they've sort of neutered the 20 a little bit because— the tw- Yeah, the 20 in D&D was like, well, 1 out of 20. <laughs> well, right, but, al- but also like— Getting a crit isn't as big of a deal anymore as it used to be. Yeah, for multiple reasons. You know, like, like Pathfinder Two, it's expected because that's how the math. The, the math works. of the game works, and, and fifth edition's like whatever. And like the things have so many hit points in fifth edition, yeah. so like getting a crit really isn't that big well, that's, of a that's difference. A good point. That's interesting. You know, like yeah. getting a crit back in the day was like a like imagine if like game, game changer. It was a game changer. Yeah, it could yeah. turn a vic- it could turn a loss into a victory. Yeah, it was, it was like a, it so was that a, is interesting. If if we're losing that element. Be, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to. I mean, like when it's I was, still really exciting when it happens. No, sure, sure. but I mean, I'm getting. That's all. I'm. I remember when I was playing Asius and Rise of the Rune Lords, and I didn't get a crit, and I was like, oh, and you're like, Bob, you did like 76 damage. And I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't a crit. And you're like, like, geez, Louise, Bob. But, but that's you're like chunky. Well, fair, <laughs> but but my point being, I expect it, right? Because I'm getting it all the time, and I want more of it. Versus. You're only going to get that crit I mean, like you know, once a session. As gets maybe. often quoted on seemingly in our channel, right? It's a, or in the RPG space, right? It's that quote from Syndrome from Incredibles, right? Uh, you know, or maybe it's from Dash. I don't even know. I, I think it's from both of them, where he uh, says, um, "Everybody's special." That's just when everyone's special, no one is. That's Syndrome. Okay, yeah. and so it's the same thing. It's like, well, when everybody can get a critical hit all the time, yeah, it's not special anymore. But and that speaks to the power of the critical hit, though, because you know we're. We were playing our final Northern Reaches game, and uh, you know there were a couple big crits that came oh, up. Yeah. And the people, you know, I think I think Freya crit with yeah, a couple but, of arrows. But his and, were great because they were the nat twenty ones, oh, yeah, and that would right. made it so much cooler. Right, they were actual nat twenty, uh, and, and I got to see the dice roll, and that's what made it <laughs> awesome. And I see that twenty pop up, and I really get. Pumped. I mean, even when we were playing here in person, we were playing Rise of the Rune Lords. Bob was like, "We got to, we got to yeah. create a, some sort of tray." I got to be able to see Matt because I want to be able to see Matt rolling the dice. Matt's rolling dice, I couldn't see. I'm like that. I I got to get engaged. the game for it. I mean, it does. I have to see. I'm not making fun of that. That checks out to me. I mean, it sucks when Kaz is playing remote and I don't get to see him roll his dice, and he just tells me what it is. I get excited, but man, when like Smith or someone's rolling it right in front of me, and I'm like, oh, like when George, one of our players, rolled like the back to back ones that meant that we had to fight the owl bear. (laughs) I could see the dice happen, and my mind starts to go, oh, it's coming. Right. Oh, it's happening. That's the tension. That's what I'm looking for in every session. you also understand that you know part of the fun of that, both the critical and the double net ones. Um, you're you're realizing what I'm seeing right now isn't supposed to happen. It's a gambling addiction, is what it is. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> well, I've always said D and D is the. It, yeah. People think the yeah. rule book is expensive. Expensive. I go D and D is the cheapest form of gambling that you can get. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know. Hundred percent. Yeah. So uh, same question to you then, Mr. Smith, as I asked Kaz, which is. You know what? Ultimately, what is it that you are looking for out of your TTTRPG experience? Because I mean, over the last couple of years, you know, you went from, um, you know, you were you were playing Path- quite the journey. You've had quite the journey. You were playing Pathfinder two, enjoying that, and then boom, we went to Dungeon World, and then from Dungeon World, you went to. Uh, I did. I spent a lot of time on. Uh, um 
was it Forbidden Forbidden Lands? Lands yeah, and then had a brief stint with Seven C. <laughs> Uh, I followed I followed Ben around like the last puppy dog. I was like, for a while. now you just bought Traveler. I right. saw. No, I've had Traveler. Oh, okay. I, 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 actually, Derek knows this. I, I was obsessed with Traveler before D and D. That so. is true. Oh, wow. If, if okay. Rick S is, is listening to this, he just went wide. Yeah. yeah. So Traveler is my first. Big love. shout out to Rick S. Yes. Yes. Big shout out. Um, you know, and, and you know, it's been great because I love just reading all this stuff and educating and learning. My about and then the last few months, it's been fourth edition. Yeah, and, and and you know me really well, like Kaz too, right? Like I can't I can't stay focused on one thing. Like Kaz and I will play video games together, and it's almost funny. Like Kaz just deals my shit so well because every time we go to play a game, Kaz is just like, "All right, buddy, so what are we doing today?" Because it's never what we were doing. <laughs> so last how time. how are you interested in these long campaigns then? If you're so all over the map, because you said you well, like these long campaigns, but yeah. then you also want to play. All these different things, or you, or at least think I'm, about things. I'm getting to the answer. There, oh, okay, because you know, I'm answering multiple questions from Derek, but I'll just, I guess I'll just skip to that. But, um, you know, Kaz, I think said it beautifully, and I agree with all that wholeheartedly, and I love that a lot. And that's something I really love about Dungeon Time Extreme is getting back to that a little bit. Um, those exciting moments where no one, including Derek, you know, if he's our, our, our DM knows what's going to happen. I mean, that is pretty cool. That's amazing, yes. right? I love that emergent personal storytelling uh, that comes from the game, you know, and this, this is why I struggle so much with APs, and I've always struggled with APs, you know. Um, not not just the, the, the Paizo ones, which I struggle with more, but even even in the third edition ones, there'd be some adventures, and I would grade up against it. There'd be fourth edition adventures. Oh, you definitely. I mean, throughout many it. years of third edition, many years of, of fourth edition. Yeah, you 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 graded against. Yeah, it, this it, is not a this is not a Pathfinder two no. thing only. <laughs> it, it's worse in Pathfinder because uh, oh, I don't like their adventures. But um, you know, if it wasn't particularly like a site module. I would have a very hard time with it because I don't I don't care and I'm like this with my video games right I yeah I uh, I've owned every version of Skyrim I have eleven copies of Skyrim I've had this game literally since my wedding day my wedding day was the day Skyrim came out so I've had this game forever I have never once beaten the story never once in fact I've got but you've put it in quest. thousands and thousands modding playing con- I mean like I don't think I have a game more played than Skyrim but you never beat it I've never beaten it. Can't the, tell you what happens. Beat it. I, I I don't even know what the real the main plot is. The dragons come back. <laughs> there's a war. The so you may be the person who's played Skyrim the most, who knows the least about it. Correct. And I love it. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, it's like you know, I I've always this is Bob's going to lose his mind over this. I've never been able to do it. I kind of wish I could. Uh, be the kind of person that rips the last page out of the book. That sounds like what Derek needs to do with half the things he reads. <laughs> well, for a different reason, though. Like, for me, the ending is it's over, yeah. and it's done. And, and that's that's sad for me, because then oh, I can't Oh, that's like imagine. my favorite part. Well, yeah, it's my least favorite part. Oh, I'm because like, now, I'm looking now forward to the ending. there's nothing left to imagine and wonder and think about. It's right. over. Oh, the then I go find closed. the next thing. Which you do, but, you know, what if it's not that thing, you know? Oh, I'll find Sometimes something. I'm in love with the thing I'm in love, and I'm just, I want to stay there for longer. Yeah, but how do you know that that's... Not, I'm not saying forever because you're right. Like that's being stagnant isn't isn't good either. I, sometimes I just want to stay longer. You know, give me one just, more sunset. Yeah, one more sunset. One more <laughs> bottle of wine. You know. Yeah. Right. Like right. like oh, I'm like, is it over? <laughs> Sweet. Next thing. Right. Bob Bob's mentality is very unique. It is in our yeah, group. Is. I will it's, say that in the yeah. group. But I I 
I'm, I think I'm so the it, Joe Schmo of like regular people. To, to finish that thought, you know, I, you know, why do I like the long games, right? Yeah. I, like take what Kaz is saying and then take that another step further, right? And you know, I, I love going back to things like Dragon Stuff. I love going back to things like Fourth Edition, where we take the individual stories and then we chain them together. You know, and this is funny because I'm describing literally what a campaign is, right? But like. And I like looking at that whole thing and being like, man, like, like I went on an adventure with my friends, you know, it reminds me of, of the amazing speech Derek gave at my wedding. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like, like no matter what happens in the rest of my life and where we go or, 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 you know, who sits around this table and who moves away, like in that moment of time, we were together, we were our fellowship and we went and we did the impossible. And that was our story. And like, that's irreplaceable. I tear up thinking about it. Right. It's irreplaceable. That is so awesome. It's not at that point. It's not even for all the bitching we do in the channel. I cannot tell you right now how little I'm thinking about the game system when I describe why I play this. Right. Uh, You're saying it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with no. it. Now, yeah. now without it and without one that can facilitate that, it doesn't happen. Right. right? So it's important. Mm -hmm. But it's not why I play. I don't play because of fucking feet. Right, the feats are important. They got to be there. Yeah, but that's not why I keep coming back. Well, I mean, for you, it's not the journey; it's the destination. Right, the the character is just a vehicle, a vessel to get you to that moment or that experience. But no, it's both. The journey is so important, and like maybe you can't appreciate the journey until you're at the destination. Sure. But like you know, like for Bob, Bob is like the destination, right? Yeah, just get there, right? I recognize you have to get to the destination to appreciate, but. What I want to do is get to the destination and look at how far we've come, right? And that's when I go back to, you know, like I'm not looking at the end of our fourth edition campaign. I'm looking at all the steps in between. You want that montage um, yeah, to never end. My question, though, was Almost. you said that you like to jump around in these different systems, but then you also like the long campaign. Do they still, does that like, like clash? I mean, like something, you were like gone something has to the, clash. Aaron, like me, is frequently disappointed. I am frequently disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like trying to wonder because you love these campaigns, but then you're also talking about how you jump from no, this. There's, there's two different things. Yeah. Right. There is the love, like like what I'm talking about. There is like a real deep love. Okay. And it's hard to get, like, because not every campaign we play in goes for two years. They just don't make it. Fair, 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 fair. That's right? what he's looking for out of a session. Not out of a game. Correct. Right. No, I get that. I have a general just nerdy interest for games, right? And this could be as simple okay. as like, oh, there's a Steam Stone. Here's a game. And, oh, that's an interesting concept. I want to explore that concept. Okay. And it lasts for 15 minutes. I move on, right? And so there's a degree of that I take in, in role-play games. Hmm. And part of it is I like I like books. I've always liked books. I'm right. a very physical person. There's a collecting aspect There's a collecting aspect I agree of with it. that. I don't want to just be that because I feel like that's almost insulting. You know, that's why I take the time to take the book and digest Learning. it and learn and sure. understand what the designer intended. And, and and nowadays there's a professional aspect, right? Take that in and apply it to other things. I very much believe if you're going to have the audacity and pretentiousness to sit there and you recommend things to people and write articles about it and do shows <laughs> that you should explore the space and understand what other people are doing in the industry. Right. right. That's fair. You know, and, and, and I, I consider it a professional courtesy to be like, Hey, we got people join our Patreon and, and, and for whatever freaking reason, listening to us, let me read what's out there. So I'm not a complete moron about this. Right. Like, I like it. Yeah, you know, so. and I have fun with it. I enjoy it, but, but, but there's a difference there, right? Like, would I like playing different games every week? Yes, but here's why. 
only because I'm not going to live forever and I don't have time to play them all because really what I'd like to do is have a three year long uh, Legend of the Five Rings game and I'd like to have a you know <laughs> I don't think you could play Dungeon World that long but like you know like a, a year long root game or Dungeon World game right I would love to do these so you, want, you want the long campaign with all the different systems that you like <laughs> yes, that's, that's, okay, that's, that's what I actually want there we go there I we go I just recognize that I can't have that right that's, that's, that's the root of the question the trick is just to be a necromancer in it <laughs> Uh, all right, Bob. What about, for the long answer. what about you, Bob? Uh, what was the question again? Well, we've been answering it for the past twenty minutes. Uh, it was what, so that's fantastic. So what, what, is it, what am I looking for? Right, well, kind of started with you because yes. you said, you know, actually, I, I wonder what I, I don't know. I don't know. When I started, I started. I love board games. Right. I love video games. I love leveling up, getting stronger. It's so awesome. Yahtzee. Yeah. I like Yahtzee. Just play Yahtzee every week. I, I play lots of different board games and lots of the, different. The game that games. I reviewed yesterday, the uh, resolution. Yeah, the, the action resolution is Yahtzee. Is oh, really? Right? Yeah. Oh, oh. I guess that makes sense. Yossi's a dice pull, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you roll the dice and you got to get pairs or you got to get like pairs or three of a kind or four of a kind. Full house. It doesn't matter. And, and you, uh, two, like a pair is like a basic success. Three of a kind is like oh. an exceptional success. Oh, wow. Four of a kind is like an incredible success. And you get to re-roll and then, three times? And then it, so then you, so that's, that's the first roll. <laughs> it's little Yahtzee. That's the first roll. So wait, so then you can, you can, you can take a risk. And if you take a risk, then you can take the ones that aren't in a pair and roll them again. There we go. And then. You can see what you have, and yeah. then if you want, you can go all or nothing to increase your level of success. But if you don't increase your level of success, you lose everything. Okay, uh, so it's risky, Yahtzee. So it, it, <laughs> but then that's it. That's the third one. So you can literally roll it once, twice, three times. It's Yahtzee. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, again, and, it, and it uses D6. So I love, I love rolling dice. I like board games, and I loved all that stuff. Then I started watching Critical Role, which I thought was really cool. They're they're experiencing some kind of story in their games, which not is just funny, a board game. Because your games involve no story, correct? Correct. Right. Okay, you're jumping ahead now to my my GMing My GMing has no story. Okay, I'm sorry. Derek's Back. skipping to the end. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then, so then I started playing D&D &D with Derek, and I was like, that was probably one of the most fun things I've ever done. We played uh, Sunless Citadel. We did. I was like, great holy crap. And again... I don't know if it's because of Derek's throwing on broken loot items that were like one-shotting king demon troll things or whatever Derek's giant model was. You them one-shot the fifth level No, it troll. wasn't a one-shot. No, no, no. It was they, almost they the one They went to the strange, weird magical item dealer, right. <laughs> and they we rolled randomly, and available for sale for almost all of their money was a uh, arrow sling right. in 5th edition. Uh, so and 50 GP for Yeah, like 50 GP. <laughs> 50 <laughs> GP for an arrow sling. And they went down the he path. He held it for like two or three sessions, too. And they finally, they went way past it. Then they backtracked, went through the room yep. to the dragon priest, yep. the troll. Yep, yep. And they were like, oh, shit. And then they shot it, and it passed the fort save. But it still took like, you know, it was almost 12 dead. D6 yeah, damage, yeah. so it was still dead. It was awesome. I respect it. It was cool. That was awesome. And then Derek's like, I know you like that, Bob. There's a new game that just came out recently called PF2. Pathfinder 2, and you were sort of looking at it, and you're like, and you get to have more customization in your characters. There's a different system. I think you would like that, too, because you're a little more crunchy, and you want that. And I was like, that actually sounds awesome. I started playing that. Ton of fun. It's also almost too crunchy, probably, for me, and a little bit too much of my bandwidth to use it, but I really enjoyed that over D&D, &D, though sometimes I like D&D &D for the beer and pretzel stuff. But as I'm playing these, and I'm GMing them, and I love this aspect of it, I'm realizing what I'm actually doing, and Derek knows this, is I'm just playing it as a board game. Especially mm -hmm. PF2. I am literally just saying, what are you doing? You're moving, hitting. Okay, check. And then I'm going to move, and then I'm going to hit, 
and then right, you're, I'm going to move. You're playing your role-playing game like you were playing Seven Wonders. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the game of life. And it's becoming more and more apparent over the past probably six months that, you know, as I'm playing Northern Reaches, that I'm really not role-playing. I'm really just playing a board game with PF2's board construct. You're, yeah. play, you're playing Pathfinder Kill Team. That's yes. There you go. I mean, and, non-condescendingly. Um, is that satisfying? Are you having fun? That's what I don't know. And that's what I'm sort of in this journey for. Because a lot of people do like that. Well, right. And it's totally fine. I mean, the Warhammer is that. So right. I like that yeah. aspect. And then I, but then every once in a while, I hear these great stories from other people. And I go, sometimes I kind of wish I was role playing a little bit. But then I'm like, I feel like I should be doing that in a different system. Because when I play PF2, I'm so bandwidth out that all I can do is play a board game. I'm Got just, it. I'm too maxed. I'm just, I don't have the mindset of uh, some other people that play it. I feel like I can, I can maybe role play better on D and D where I'm a little less maxed out. You should out. play a war cleric. You have a lot less to think oh, about. Fair yeah, enough. I was going to say, stop trying to play casters because every oh, time I'm Derek playing barbarian, magic <laughs> works. It is a two hour event. Well, <laughs> ma- magic missile is its own, own thing. But that's when I started going like, you know what I really like to do? I like to have my minis mm-hmm. and play D and D with my minis. And I like painting them, oh. and I like board games. And I was like, well, that sounds like kind of like Warhammer. And it's funny that you say that because obviously, I want to role play too. The game of Warhammer itself has no role playing elements. I, I would disagree with that. I would say there's Unless not you're FBT. An orc, apparently, like no, I, I kind of role played with my Mordheim army well, in the in the game sense of role playing. Right. Yes, you you right. you tend to turn everything into a role playing <laughs> game. But I, I was I wasn't FBTing. No, I mean, like I, I was mean like, these playing. are these characters. This is what they did, and you do the same thing. You but like I was backing out your character. But I was going to say is that for a lot of people, though, the the building of the army uh, does. You know, they're like there are people who just make. I want to make this super drop pod, devastator squad, gravitron centurions, or whatever, because it's the most powerful broken thing. Hundred percent. But that's few people. Mm-hmm. I think most people are going like. I want to have an all melee space yes. marine army because that would be fucking cool. And I I, I'm excited to paint those figs. Yeah. And I want to like. I want to build them and have worlds. them out there and yeah. do all and, the fun and, and stuff. To me, I that love is, that. That is like a role playing element, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, I get yeah. a little yeah. bit of my taste. There's a little thematic. So, yeah, that's thematic. It's thematic. Yeah. So, that's yeah. the way I'm leaning. But then I'm really excited to do something like Root, root which to me seems like I could roll less dice and maybe get my fix of a little bit more RPing than like Kill Team or Pathfinder, where I'm literally just playing a board game at this point. So I'm like, okay, maybe I do want to do a little RPing. And I say RPing, role-playing, sorry, everyone. But I just want to do a little bit more of it, but I think I'm just too bandwidth out. And so I'm like, I I might as well just go all in and play something like Kill Team or Warhammer where I'm actually enjoying the non-role-playing part. And then maybe, like you said, pick the system that would actually... Uh, represent what I want to do. Okay, well, you want to play Root? That's more role-playing. It's less of the dice rolling. Okay, that sounds great. Maybe I'll get a little fix of both. Would would you say your tastes have grown or changed since our stint with L5R? I'd have to play more L5R because I only played it for like a few sessions. But that was very role-playing intense. But but I didn't. But I get, think Bob was only there for. I was once. only for like th- uh, two sessions two. or okay. three sessions. Okay. Like I didn't really get. Like if I were to play when you were talking about like having to like decide if your character was going to live or die, mm-hmm. like. I, wa- I wonder what I would have been mm-hmm. like during that because yeah, because I don't deal with RPing the same as everyone else. So yeah. I really I want to get into that because I I want to do both. That was one of my favorite sessions yeah. in modern the yeah. last couple Your of years. L5R right? game. Yeah. The L five R game. The L five R game because we had some really really incredible moments. But right. I think we can all agree because but but to to contrast that, Bob, you weren't there for this, but Kaz and Aaron were. We played a game that wasn't even really that heavy. But we played a game of scum and villainy. 
This is Blades in the Dark? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but in space. In space. Oh, Listen, okay. we have a lot going on. Right? There's a lot going oh, on. And, I've heard about this story. And, too, and, I know what you're talking about. And the players all unanimously basically tapped out. We you did. Know, you know, you don't get it up one time. That's because, all she ever because they about. Because they... <laughs> <laughs> Because they I said, for that. you know, because they said it was, it was, and by the way, to be clear, the, 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 the stakes of yeah. our scum and villainy game were there was going to be an intergalactic race. drag race. Yeah. Okay. And it, you, but it was like only for the elite of the elite. So there was like, it was, a, it was an underground. It was an illegal, very, very fast and furious. It was, and there was an illegal hypergalactic race that would only happen once every 10 years. And it was super illegal and super on the down low. But to even get invited, you had to win your way through a series of preliminaries. But to do that, they were going to have to turn their hunk of junk freighter into one of the fastest sons of bitches in the thing. That's what I call pod racing. Okay? That's what I call pod <laughs> yeah. racing. But how are we going to do that? We need money. Okay, I guess we're going to have to go do some. Crime. We're going to have to go do some illicit jobs <laughs> so that we can... I, like there was a there was like a subplot that entered into our game where they went to an imperial world, oh, and no. there was like alien like in flashbacks. There all was of like this was PTSD. <laughs> there was like there was like alien human hybrid tech going on, right? And it was like this big thing, like oh my god, the imperial hegemony, which is like sort of the galactic empire, the sort of oppressive rulership, is experimenting with alien xenos form. And the players were like, yeah, we don't care. Like we'll deliver the we deliver the gun, <laughs> we deliver it, we get paid, and now we build a bigger engine. I, mean, I actually forgot about that. Right? <laughs> well, okay. and, and, like it, it was, was so stressful. Our, it manifested also in our characters developing these. Like you became an alcoholic gambling. Addict. Uh, yeah, basically. Right. Right. Wait, are you talking right. about Quest of Frozen Flame? Are you talking about Scum and Villainy? This you know, wasn't in real life. I'm noticing a wonderful yeah, trend here. Our characters like, ended up with these crazy PTSD. But, but, but my point is, it's like the stakes weren't like, you need to save the universe, right? You're, it wasn't like, you need to bring down the Galactic Hegemon. You need to be we the one to face We need to win that race. It was, it was win a race. We had to be fast. And the party, the, the players went to me and they said, Derek, this game is stressing me out. Like in real life. To be fair, you did botch the stress rules. Uh, I did botch the stress Every, rules. But everything we were doing, it'd be like, I open the door. Derek would be like, okay. <laughs> the door That's a complication. There's Everyone a complication. seven stress. <laughs> that is not true. We tried to land the ship once, yeah. and it was the most terrifying moment of our characters' lives whatsoever. Aaron, you go on a six-week drinking binge to deal with your stress <laughs> from landing the space. Point is, point is. Like that Legend yeah, of the Five, that Legend of the Five Rings game was great. Would I want to play that every week? No, no. Well, I was but hoping you, I wasn't going to kill myself every week. But if you were only doing, like, you you might say, okay, well, I play Pathfinder, I role play. But if you're playing Pathfinder like I am, then you're not role playing. You're just playing a board game, right? And therefore, you're not getting the L five R part. So I need both. So to, go, so to come yeah. to come oh, full circle, to come full circle back to me. The thing that has been missing in my life for the last several years. Companionship. Um, <laughs> meaning. That checks out. Like, Successful sorry. channel. <laughs> now we get Friends. to the real. <laughs> life, life. Respect. Life success in general has been a bit fleeting. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Self-dignity. Yeah. Health. Hold on. I have a, health. I have a list. I have a list. Stay on top. Uh, I have a list. Um, <laughs> is the games that I have been involved with, and this is not to anybody's detriment. Um, this, you know, but the, the people I've played with, the nature of the way we've played, the groups that I've played with. This is this is your my fault. Okay? Um, <laughs> whatever he's about to say, it's our fault. No, um, the games have been fairly one-dimensional. You know, whether it was uh, Rise of the Rune Lords, 
our our sunless citadel oh, game. These are all me then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are all my fault. Uh, I'm too one-dimensional. Uh, uh, Dark of Winter, Abomination Vault, Quest for the Frozen Flame. Yeah, I'm um, all those. You know, <laughs> those pretty are much, all me. I'm no, I am noticing a common theme. <laughs> okay, <laughs> pretty much. About three years out. ago, I started feeling this way when I started friending Bob a little <laughs> more. <laughs> but all of the games have been very, with the exception of probably the Legend of Five Rings game. Which is the right? one I didn't play in. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It is me. <laughs> Have been, yeah. have been very, very uh, beer and pretzels. Murder hobo. Murder hobo. Yeah. There's yeah. been very little, if any, character development um, to the point where I often didn't, you know, I didn't know anybody's name. I don't, I still don't, I do not know the name of your characters from Dark of Winter. I don't know your character's name from. You no, know, Reneth? You remember Human. That wasn't well, Dark of Winter. That's not Dark of Winter. You don't even remember oh, the yeah, campaign. Remember the campaign. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. He um, doesn't. Oh, oh shit. No, see, I don't remember you don't remember your character's name. No, there no. you go. Weren't you something that sounded like George? I, yes, I was J-O-R-G-E. You were George, something George like, George. and then we kept confusing with George. Okay, but either right. way. Point is, I don't know anything about them. I didn't care about them. I didn't care. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I, mean, I remember Pastor. And Robert. it didn't matter. In fact, in fact, doing that. Would have bothered me because it would have been slowing us down from finishing what we were trying to do. So I think what has really been missing from my games um, has been that that you know that that deeper meaning. We need we need to not have destinations like in well, our but games. Even I that, think, too. Yeah, I mean AP. A lot of the things we've been playing have been AP, and they have destinations, so you um, can't explore the space. Well, you can, but it's also sort of like the the the, the tacit level of interest from the players. You know the characters themselves have been fairly one-dimensional. So, but if you give me a destination, I'm going for it. So you, right. have to, you have to not give me one. Like we we did great but, but during. Don't, don't uh, get me wrong. I like a, I like for things to be tightly paced. I don't want to play D and D where we sit down for four hours and we go shopping. I get right. that. You know, for, that's not what I want either. Like that doesn't mean everything has to be combat. Go 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 go. Right, right. But I want it to be interesting. I mean, I hate to say it, but as a GM, I want to be entertained. Players, I'm like the opposite dance. of what. Yeah, yeah, dance players dance entertain me. <laughs> right. Like I'm here to be have fun as well but like if it's just like another let's roll out another combat let's roll some more dice until we kill them all like after so many times like i don't care how many levels i'm getting, no, i get it that becomes like okay i've done this i'm good that, that if i don't have the meat the virtual fake meaning it loses a lot for me um get it. And, and and so i'm okay with there being an end goal i mean if i, don't, if I, I care about it mm. yeah right I like and i don't care about level 20 well, I don't care about level 20, but also, I mean, I would say that to a certain extent, I think if we, I don't know, if we t- suffered a bunch of losses or whatever, and like the evil death killed yeah, everything, didn't about that. That. I didn't care if ever, you know, if we no. lost Dark Winter. You know what game that I don't remember, like what level or cared about level was Rapanathuk. That was intense. That was so good. I mean, I don't I remember what Derek level. I hadn't been so overworked at that point. I think that, that I was having tell. so much fun with that. The that strategy. felt good. I mean, I had a crazy backstory. I was like, I was like blood orc or something. It was PF one, right? You were a blood rager, blood, blood rager. rager. But I had this like yeah, hybrid class. I was like so trying cool. to support Source for my wife. Like I, I had, we we rolled dice to my whole backstory. But I had like mm-hmm. a deep, deep story that I was like trying to commit to to like to do this. And we had a lot of story that was going on. And well, that game also forced you to. Oh, there's so the much world, strategy right. and like so much going on in the world. I mean, I I could still remember the dang fight at the 
burnt out hut. And you that remember we in your mind. You see it was the fight wild. in your mind. Well, yeah, that had, was, no, that was fun. And our only thing was to get to Rapanthak. It wasn't to gain levels. We were going to Rapanthak. We were going, we're going to, to the, the side dungeon, mouth of chaos, or the something. mall of chaos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to me, like I was like I was into that story. Right. And for better or for worse, we I were mean, talking offline about the story. Like, okay, me and Smith were like, okay, when well, we, we play Friday, story, we were strategizing. Yeah. And Friday, you go in this way and you go that way. And I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah. Maybe that's you know. And again, I'm I'm I'm. I understand people are busy and they have a lot of stuff going on. But what you said there is like, I want people who the the thing that they're, the thing that they can't wait for is the session to is start, session? not for the session to end. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, that's a good, that's a, yeah, that's really good. Right. Yeah. And I think we've all been there where we've been in a campaign. You're not even, checking your even, phone or watch. Right. Even with friends mm-hmm. where yeah. you're going, when is this going to be over? Right. And that's 10 o'clock. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and and you go, minutes. I'm I'm here and it's whatever. Sure. But this isn't what I where I'd rather be. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be at a table with hundred percent, there's no one at this table who would rather be anywhere else than right here yep. doing this. Yeah, that's the holy grail right That there. is that is what I want. I mm. think that ties in a lot of what uh, Kaz was saying. What we've all said. There's sure. a lot of overlap yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. What we what we've really right. all said there. Because to have that level of buy-in, right? I'm tired of playing and, and again, this isn't a, a slight against anybody who I've played with in the last couple of years or even currently. <coughs> Bob. <laughs> but no, I mean I mean this is everybody. This is this is, you know, people from Night's Last Call, this is people from our personal home games. But to um you know, to play with people who legitimately want to be there. Yeah. And and to like participate and make a positive difference and, and contribute to the game in a meaningful way to have everybody doing that, that has been lacking. I mean, I could still remember the map. <laughs> to do we didn't even make it to the dungeon. <laughs> this isn't even me. This is Bob. I know. I remember <laughs> the map. There was a there was a post, there was a, the river split, the fort was there. I don't I remember what you they, heard a word of what you said. Oh my gosh, it was awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still thinking about repent. That was great. Right. No, and, I, I think that I think that blends really well. And, no, and that's my point. Yeah, Rapana, I was super invested Rapana in that. Thug was not exactly what I would call like a super deep character building game. But but everybody room to build. But, 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 but more important, everybody was leaned in. Yes, yeah. and that's what I want. That's what I want. I want everybody to be leaned in. Yeah, I want everybody to care. Mm-hmm. What is happening? I, I want people th- to want to be. There. I also think if you have a personality like mine, where you can distract it very easily, <laughs> make that person the mapper because they have to pay attention. Um, and I love mapping. You actually were, were good. twice now good at mapping. Yeah. Right? yeah, and but 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 I can't go check my phone if I'm mapping. That's right. Sure. I got to be invested in the story, but I like being invested in the story. But I get so distracted so easily. So it's like I kind of I, I don't know. I love mapping. I love mapping in your adventure when we had to go to the sewers and get killed by the 20 goblins that we yeah. randomly yeah, ran to. Yeah, do that. That's right. Murder. And I had to run my way back <laughs> from my mind, and that to me was awesome. Going back. And maybe maybe, maybe I find more, maybe, maybe actually, it's probably my own fault, maybe I find more uh, thrill from actually investing myself into the story more because I, I pot commit myself to the story, but the problem is a lot of my personality tends to steer myself away from it. Sure. Like we played um, Abomination Vaults and I'm building puzzles yeah. uh, during it. I'm not fully invested in that story and that's my own fault and that's my own uh, negativity towards myself but um, when I really dove into Repent, like I had a great time. I mean, For I sure. was invested. You were. And that was awesome and so I'm like, man, I, I'm really hoping I can do that same thing for like a root. Like I really could throw myself in a root. Like I could really have a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> I, again, I, I think what I want is because, you, you know, Bob, you made a great point. Um, your games, you know, some of your Pathfinder 2 games are a lot like board games or Kill Team. Yep. And those games are great. 
But then if I want to play that, I'll play Kill Team. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. I want that. I want that experience that you can't get with Kill Team or Magic the Gathering or Warhammer or whatever, what have you. Could could some of what you're experiencing be a byproduct? Maybe a little bit of the uh, you know with COVID and everything going remote and yeah, absolutely. And, and absolutely. the VTT, it's so mm. hard. Yeah, VTTs to be to because so much of that energy that. Will draw Bob in. That will draw. That will tell the story that Aaron's going to remember as we close into the end. That is, is that shared communal energy at the table? I'm going to say 100%. this, right? What Aaron was talking about earlier, I don't know if that's possible on VTT. I'm really going to say that. I agree with you, 100. Uh, uh, Kaz, I'll be honest with you. Like the energy here with you right now is so different. Mm-hmm. It's so amplified. But that's why we had to play D- DXT, Dungeon Time Extreme, with, with uh, Theater of the Mind almost. Mm-hmm. It made it so much better it, to have it you. It did, but it was still hard. because It was. Cause, I'd rather have you right here at the table. There's a lag. Physical people. Right. And, 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 and we don't just interpret via uh, sound, right? Like, yeah. We there's just there's so much more energy. Yeah. You know? and, and, it, and it's hard to see if I'm leaning in yep. on, exactly. on an encounter. Am I you know, am I getting animated and watching the die? Right. Or, or are you or just I... on Pornhub? Just... <laughs> right. But oh, well, that's what you guys do. I mean, I'm doing puzzles. Where do we slip it in? Um, <laughs> but when, when we're doing quests and when we're doing AV, right. like maybe this is why I have such you know a negative opinion of these things because all the things I love are not there. Mm-hmm. Because interesting, the game system is whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, Pathfinder is not even that different than most of the D twenty right. games we play. Right? Correct. Well, yeah. I'm splitting hairs on the things that bother me about it. But right, like to be clear, D twenty. Uh, fourth, even fourth edition, yeah, and Pathfinder two and D I mean, they're all fifth edition. They're all in the same breath. They're all in the same breath. You right. know, it, yeah. So I think the difference for me is, you know, with Pathfinder, like all I got is the rule system. Because at the end of the day, like I'm looking at my friends on a real small half index card window, right? <laughs> yeah, which feels more like work than gaming because you know that's how at they this do point work. that's, that's how true. I work yeah. remote. Yeah, that's actually pretty. Interesting. Yeah. You know, True. I'm sitting in my my office. I can just pick up my phone. I'm, you know, I try not to do it, but it's a matter of discipline. Now. I don't. You understand? At, at the table on Friday, you can't. I don't even think about my yeah, phone. Like, right. let me let me be honest, let, me, let, let me be clear. AD and D or AD and D. <laughs> We're way back. AD, Whoa. ADHD or not? ADHD. There, there, and it's, I don't get mad, mm-hmm. but there are very few things as a game master where I beat I. I for me, if I'm playing, if I'm behind the screen and I'm running a game master, and you know I've been doing this for a long time, so I, you don't have to look at your phone for me to know whether you're engaged or not. Hundred percent, right? So I, I'm very good at reading those cues after many, many years of doing this. When I look around the bait and when I look around the table and I see people who are bored, not engaged, looking at you know go for their phone real quick, like it, for me it goes fuck, like I am failing at this. Right, like this is my it's job. It's not on you, obviously. Uh, obviously, it's not. But the way I perceive it is, this is not even interesting enough to hold their attention. Right, in and, person. And, and you can imagine PF two where you have thirty minute hour fights. Correct. Where you have twenty minute like, Kaz, you're gonna go in about uh, twenty minutes, and you're like, okay, well, I gotta gotta really get into this because Smith's well, gotta and, go, and Bob's gotta go, Bob's gotta go. He might if he legitimately cared fair. about what was gonna happen, but he's like. It's if, another if, combat. Because if everybody died and TPK'd before it got to my turn, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Honestly, we could. We could just <laughs> go play something more interesting. Still play Legends yeah. of the Five Rings. And I, I'm just saying it's even harder on VT2. And I'm saying, that, oh, is, that, is yeah. not, that is not Pathfinder 2's fault. No. No. Like, no. we could have been playing any edition. I, I, would, I would not want to play 4th edition on VTT. Yeah. 
I, I've played, I, I played I, Dungeon I, I think World. It would suck and it wouldn't be uh, mm-hmm. as fun. I played Dungeon World and Blades in the Dark on VTC, and both of them were fine, but I could just tell like, it would be so much cooler to play something like those games yeah. Yeah. With, with the person next to the me. The energy. Because those know, games this. require more energy. Pathfinder, you could play a VTC because it's just a board game, in my opinion. I and mean, that's sure. why I play it. But that's why I think it, I move, it's not I as fun. I move, I strike. I don't know. I, I, that's what I'm trying to get to. Well, no, but there's nothing in Pathfinder 2, fundamentally, that's any different than any other version of D20 that would right. require you to do that. Well, I'm saying the game like Dungeon World or Blades in the Dark, I think, are are much different in person than they would be on VTT. Because there's no, I, so I, much more going on. Are. I get it. Pathfinder 2 is more fun in person. I think every game is more fun in person, but yeah, I think those games that's what we're saying. <laughs> those games live where they But, but the, but the reality of the situation is, you know, even in our own group, we have people that are remote like you, right. Kaz, right. and obviously we love playing with our patrons and mm-hmm. getting an opportunity yeah. to play with yeah. them. And I mean, I know that this month and into the new year, while we're on this sort of uh Break from shows. Break. One of my. One of my. Th- well, break for me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not real break, but more more of a break for me than it is for you. But yeah. but one of the things I want to do is I want to run three or four or five games mm-hmm. with our hero tier members. Yeah. And and play some of these fun games that we're always talking about. And I you know don't I don't get a regular chance to play with. And I would love to go play Fourth Edition D D or Blades in the Dark or Legend of the Five Rings with some of our patrons. And that's going to have to be yeah. online. I think this is first that's world why Ben pitching. requires video. I mean I understand doing that is very gatekeepy, but I get it. Yeah. And I would never do it because, you know, I'm the patron, you know, head or whatever. And I'm trying to be inclusive and I don't want to impose on anybody and I want to be very open and stuff like that. But if this was my personal game, Mm -hmm. I would 100 percent require you to have a webcam because I can't GM if I can't see if I can't see you. My GMing style. You know, one of the reasons I love but playing you could you could GM PF2 because you're just looking at Foundry and no, he's doing no, a board game. I could GM PF2 the horrible, awful way that you play it. <laughs> no, this is true. I mean, you, you were in that game. No, you weren't in it. You I were saw listening. It. Yeah. I, the horrible, I don't even awful have way to, that you play it. I don't even have to look at them. I just move the tokens around and right. listen to what they're saying. And, and, and that's, that's a board that's game. That's not why Derek uh, plays but, that, but that's my point. At that point, no, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, no, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to get real. Oh, boy. I remember <clears throat> here we go. Um, that might be fine for you, but that is a waste of my time. Correct. Oh. No, I agree. <laughs> and my skill and my talents. Oh, like that's not what I'm. I'm super talented at board games. Like, like if that's <laughs> like if that's all if that's all that I'm going to be doing in that game, then I might as well go to the ropes, tag in Bob. Yep. And let him do that because that's a waste of my time. Sure. Right. Like I can do I I'm bring, a storyteller. Bring me in for something that requires, um, you know. Uh, a, a flair and pizzazz. Like I'm not here just to be a rules adjudication, right? Like if if Pathfinder Two Monster AI existed and you could just auto run it, Bob would be playing in his own games. <laughs> There's a lot of people to be playing in their own games. That's called Divinity Two. <laughs> and so and so for me, playing like that has very little interest. Yeah. And you know, here, like, do I do I do I not enjoy a good stand up drag out D20 style fight where uh, a lot of cool? Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. But if my what, if, uh, what is my campaign about? Mm. Combats, <laughs> then you've lost me. Yeah, mm. right. If that's what my campaign is about, what's your adventure about? Well, the party's got to fight this thing and then fight this thing and fight this thing so that they get bunch of treasure and experience. That to me is, yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm out. Like I myself would be, you know, not interested um, because I know how that ends. It ends. At, it ends at level twenty. Right. What's there to talk about? What's there to talk about? What'd you do? Well, we the, gained levels. Level. I had the plus five item in the belt slot. I have the plus. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got all my items wow. in the slots. And yeah. what happened? Well, we did a bunch of fights. 
What happened? Oh, sometimes people crit. Sometimes people went unconscious. They got healed. I picked a feat. I, you know, I, that is the that is the game, but that's not the game. Correct. Right. That's like what Aaron was saying. Bob's yeah. like, what are you talking about? No, no I no, think Bob I, gets I it. I agree, and that's the problem. Well, no, the, the, Bob I'm gets teasing. it. I'm he just doesn't, yeah. That's my point. I, I'm going to satisfy that itch with like a kill team, right. but then I, I want to explore the itch of the role-playing because I don't think I've fully gotten into it. I did a little bit with... Um, one of my characters in in one of your games where I played this like but, uh, priest, but can where I, I was like trying to spread the gospel to everybody. Oh yeah, that was actually cool. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, um, oh, fuck the sky he was, god. He was yes. Miss. Yes. He was a sky dragon. The fact that I the fact that I know Nith. that. Yes. I don't remember your sorcerer's name for Dark of Winter. We played that for a long time. He was Renith Renith of Nith, who was that one. Yes, that's right. But the fact that I remember that character and that his stupid. Are we going to be outside? I need to see the sky. Well, already. I right. role-played the shit out of that guy. Yes, you did. You did. Yes. And also, yeah, I've cool. heard stories. I was trying to see the brothel. I was trying to give them the gospel you to the brothels. To, you were. <laughs> the whores that were on strike. Yeah. Okay, the whores on strike. But like... <laughs> whores United? Um, the, 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 but even the stories that I've heard of your, you and when I say you, I mean the patrons. Yep. I don't remember who ran the game, but somebody on the Patreon ran a Dungeon World game and you were a player in it. And I remember... Uh, uh, Kenny did. Okay, Kenny did. And I ran. Uh, I played Dungeon World with him. Ken. Right, yeah. And... He ran that for a couple of the patrons, yep. and everybody played. And I heard the stories from you and from other people, and I was legitimately interested. Yep, because uh, wow, that is that is a story. Yep, uh, the, you know, that the, was actually kind of fun. There was like a, paladin, a there was a paladin who was like holding the line, and the and the the, the wall collapsed or something. And it, he, there was a, we had to get over this wall. There was a guy trying to tie a bear at some point or something. Yeah, like that. someone turned into a bear. Yeah. Like, like I mean, it's been so long, I don't remember it exactly. Yeah. It was literally one session. <laughs> But I remember listening to it and being like, oh, I mean, I, the, it fact was that interesting. I the fact that I remember any of these details tells you that that was something special. And that was just a bunch of people playing a game for the first time. Yep. And that is the kind of experience. I'm not trying to poo poo any other sort of experience. Those, those are all great. That's the kind of experience that I want to have. That's what you're looking for. And that's, that's what I'm looking and for. And that's what I think I want to have both. But I don't want them, like you said earlier, is there a game that fits everything? Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But if I can get Kill Team to satisfy my board game itch. And then I can get root or something that you're trying to get to to satisfy my RP itch. Then I feel like I got it. Like I got both things. And the reason why I want to throw myself down a well is because as, <laughs> as, as I say this, <laughs> I go after right three. Now? Well, yeah, because oh, okay. because after like you know I get that, and after three weeks I start going, man. Power attacks is is cool feat. Yeah. <laughs> Never happy. <laughs> you know, I go, oh man, look at this daily power. It does eight weapon damage and knocks him prone. That's cool. Like yeah. that's where my brain starts going. Uh-oh. Right where I go, like, oh man, this is everything I want. And then I go, yeah, but tactical miniature combat's cool. <laughs> Minis are fun. <laughs> Gotta do it all. Six go. systems a week. <laughs> and, so thus, and thus, on Sundays. after one hour and 45 minutes, we, are we right wrap where up. We started. No, we, we, we arrive at the truth, which is that... There is no spoon. No, that Ben is right. <laughs> ben is right. <laughs> ah, shit. Ben is right. <laughs> ah, shit. Ben is right. <laughs> Never going to hear the end of this. Which is just that you, you just have to play D&D all the time. Or every system. Yeah, yes, every system. system. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Do you want to say D&D? You have to play RPGs constantly. Some of them you have to just play once or twice just to get that experience. And then you have to find five or six right. that you really like. And you play those on a, on a relatively constant, consistent, right. repeating basis. Yep. Yeah. With, I think that's a great way to do it, actually. With a, with a play, you can do with it. With a play group of 30 to 50 people. <laughs> 
seems like you have the ability to do that. (laughs) (laughs) While living in New York City, that helps. Well, that's true. That part, you wouldn't. Although I think a lot of Ben's games are online, but. Almost almost all of them are. Okay, yeah. So uh, there you go. He just doesn't do them like through Foundry. He does them with like a real dice pool, with a real screen, with real minis. I'm not as uh, stickler for that as he is, but you know. It's pretty cool, though. I mean, I will say that I I get the disease sometimes and I need to be cured of it when I'm like, oh, in Foundry. Wouldn't it be cool if I created an animated map that did you do? That's your data scientist stuff come out. I was like, well, we could just fully automate all of this. It, it is. It is like when I, when in reality, like for many, many years, hundred percent, totally fine. The fourth edition played for two years, two and a half years campaign, 30th level. The group traveled into uh, the astral sea and traveled to Latherna and went to the realm of the dead to confront Vecna who had used, killed the Raven queen and usurped her portfolio of death. They confronted her after traveling through the planar bridge. And the, I drew it. On a Chessex map with a dry erase marker. Yep, and it was awesome. <laughs> and it was like a square with some squiggles, yeah. Yeah. and that was it. That was all you get. That's all you get. Yep. Uh, and yet somehow it's like, oh, this is a random encounter in Quest for the Frozen Flame. It's got to have moving trees. It's like <laughs> let me put in some blizzards. Yeah. Let me put in some. Yeah, let me put in some blizzard sound effects. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah, sound effects that are based on location. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, that's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. That is totally those you. campsites are. <laughs> I can say this now, given that I think like two people other than me made maps. Those campsites and then there are like some of the best maps the entire campaign. Yeah, those. Yeah. Those will go in season two, though. We don't need those. So they're just, they're awesome. But well, we needed a loading. No page. one cares about them. No <laughs> one. No, they were there. They were you're just to load. Yes, that was it. But they were sweet. But just, uh, you know, that that was my version yeah, of building by, the studio. I took the, the extra effort. Yeah. To yeah make by the way, this, this is coming from the guy who also you know created uh, animated battle maths in Flowscape or whatever, and yes. bought a TV to play. Oh to yeah, use, to use that was an, awesome. To that use was. as an animated battle grid. If I run a four E game, I'm going to do that again. Um, but my point is. Uh, it's 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 easy to get caught up in all yeah. that, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it drives me insane. I I mean, I literally it drives me insane when like I'll, I'll ask somebody to do something in, in Foundry and they start like doing it and trying to figure out. I go, there's just click the D20 button. Just click the D20. Just click the D20 button. Add four to it. Just click the D20 button. And four. No, I don't I, care about your macro. You said attack. <laughs> I need to go through my time trying to get his macro to work. Then it would have taken him just to make the damage. Absolutely. Which or just to literally funny roll the D20. Because after I had the macro to work, I realized the macro at the end ended up being errored. Which is what happened in the last couple of sessions, and which I went back to just doing it manually anyway. Yeah, I, but I'm just like, just roll it. Like, what would you do? How would you resolve this if you were at the table? You would, you would just, you would just roll d twenty and add D20. five. Just mm-hmm. do that. People get caught up on it. Oh, I know. It's automate everything. They're like, it's got to be automated. It's my, it's my crutch. It's yeah. a tool there I can use, so I should use. Right. It. I get it. No one wants to play Pathfinder two. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of Pathfinder 2 is when I don't have to play it. <laughs> I don't have to play it. When it's over. Push the macro and it's session ends and get my experience points. Well, That's you know, it. like now you're getting to the point where it's like, you know, we talked about with Bob, uh, you know, when he leveled up and he didn't know how to, this is like back in the day. Yeah, he didn't know how to level his character. He didn't know how to level your character because he used D&D Beyond. But now you get to the point where it's like you could play Pathfinder 2 only on Foundry mm-hmm. and never know what flanking does. Correct. Because it, like it, 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 it applies to flat-footed. And you could go... And volley. And volley. And volley. And, volley and range. Yep. All and I could go... Sun. I could say, what is your longbow's range? You would say, I didn't even know longbows have range. Right. Yep. I just... It was a ranged I, I just target. I target it, and then I hit the strike button. Sometimes I notice I hit more. Sometimes I notice I hit less. I just thought it was random block. I mean, one could argue that that is very, very simulationist, because yeah. it's not like... Sure. You, yeah, you don't really know. You don't really know. But, like, you know... like Pathfinder 2, hard ass. Hard ass. Metal. Yeah. In conclusion. So, in conclusion, <laughs> no. role playing games are great. You need to find the one that you want to play. You there need isn't to, one. You need to find a great group. 
That's very important. I think great group is really and important. I, and I think you need to be more conscious. You need to be more cognizant over what you want out of that experience. And you and you you shouldn't be unwilling to you know hold yourself to a high standard and and get what you want out of the experience. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Great. Well, Kaz, sir, welcome, Kaz. I'm, I'm here. I, we would have done two of these, but I'm leaving for Vegas tomorrow. You are, and you're here for the rest of the week. We're, so, we're, we're switching coasts. We are switching coasts. We're, we're switching time zones at least. <laughs> um, but it was awesome having you here. Oh, I'm glad you got to see yes. the studio, even if in, in its rough shape. I'll be on mode. So there is a direct flight from Seattle to Cleveland now. Yeah. So, so it's anytime a, you're a in town, we will definitely be doing some of these podcasts. For sure. Have yep. you in here for the oh, game yeah. session. That'll be a lot of fun. So hopefully next time you're here, no, yes. this will all be done. If yeah. that's not done by next time you're here, we failed <laughs> Bl- something. <laughs> Shh. Ben, just cut that out. (laughs) Coming Uh, in August. uh, Uh, We'll get the studio done right after the October release of uh, Battle Cry. (laughs) So, uh, Kaz. Which will come after the uh, Rise of the Ring Lords notes. (laughs) So, Kaz, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Bob Smith, of course, thank you as always. Always. And and thank you to everybody who listened. Thank you for our patrons for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, You know, we we appreciate the hell out of you, and and you're definitely the reason why we do this and, and the reason why we're able to do this. So, thank you so much. And if you're enjoying this podcast and some of our other work, check us out on YouTube, on Patreon.com, Night to Last Call, that's, that's our name everywhere. Um, and, you know, if you if you like what we're doing, you know, throw us a like, throw us a, a subscribe, maybe even decide to sign up. And we'll, we'll see you next time on Night's of Last Call. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>